All right, welcome back to the Stupid and Delicious Wrestling Podcast. Uh, this is a Skype episode. We haven't done one of these in a while, so apologize for any robot sounds or breakups or whatever. It it happens. It's the internet. It sucks. Um, but anyway, last night we all watched Double or Nothing, and by we, I mean myself, Matthew Acosta. Yes. And <laughs> Sam and Nikki. What's up? Hey. So, uh, Kat did not watch because she's out of town at a wedding. And, oh. Uh, I was going to say, why did she not? And then I was like, that's a very good excuse, though. Never mind. Yeah, she's not happy about it. But, oh well. Sure. It, it's, I'll tell you guys later. Yeah, uh, I should, I should. Oh, I think I may know what you're talking about. But, mm-hmm. um. We can discuss that later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So last night, so I was a little confused because I kept saying this was AEW's debut show. I don't right. feel like it was. I feel like All In was the all debut. All In was not, AEW, All Elite Wrestling did not start until after All In. All In was just supposed to be a one-off thing. And then Tony Khan got involved. He went to... From what I read or listened to or something, Tony Khan went to, to All In and discussed with them starting their own wrestling promotion, and then that's where AEW was born. So technically, oh. that was their inaugural show. Program. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, uh, where do we want to start? The buy-in or just in general? Yeah. We can start, start with buy-in. The buy-in. All right, so the buy-in opened up. Okay, first of all, fuck YouTube, because <laughs> the stream was supposed to be on All Elite's YouTube channel, and I was trying to support them and watch it there, and it wouldn't fucking start, so I clicked around trying to find it, and it was on TNT's YouTube. Interesting. Yeah, we had a, a friend was texting us last night, and she was asking if we were watching, and we were like, yeah, but we're at a watch party, and she said that you know they were trying to get through dish or something and she was like we can't we just ordered it like earlier today and we can't get it to load she was like but um she was like the buy-in won't play and she said they got it pulled up on youtube and then it quit working and so they were watching it on her boyfriend's phone and it was just yeah it was just a, a pain in the ass it sounds like and then they finally her brother was on the phone with the cable company and they like resent some signals or something and then it was fine after that so I don't. Maybe they just couldn't handle the the volume yeah. or something. Uh, it's... We were watching it on a Bleacher Report live, and it works just fine. Like we didn't watch it on YouTube, yeah. So we've had we've had no problems there with that website. Oh. We might have had like maybe two minor little buffers. But it only lasts like maybe three seconds. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think the only issue I remember was when was in. Well, no, it was it was during the it was during the battle royal because it was when um, it was towards the end is when it buffered, and we nearly missed uh, we nearly missed an important. I don't know if I should give it away this early, um, but we almost missed something important towards the end of the match because it buffered. All right. So if you haven't watched Double or Nothing yet. You need to go watch it before you listen to us talk about it, because there's gonna 
be no way to avoid spoilers on this shit. Watch so, the pre-show too. Yeah, it was worth it. Everything was worth it. So. Mm-hmm. All right. So the casino battle royale. I was excited because my new favorite wrestler in the indies was on it. Dustin Thomas, yeah. also known as No Legs. Yes. Oh my god. It, him being in a battle royal is like my dream. But at first, <laughs> when they were talking about it, they were like, both feet have to hit the ground. Then the second yeah. it got to No Legs getting eliminated, they quit saying that. And I'm like, ah, they thought this through because I saw him in it. I was like, that doesn't make any damn sense for him to win. <laughs> I still believe he's the true winner. I don't think he's <laughs> ever been eliminated. He's the true winner in my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> that was in, uh, was it Cur- uh, Curtis Axel a few years ago that kept saying he was never eliminated? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. he got beat up on the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who else was in it at the start? I didn't list everybody. And he and I were a few minutes late because. We stopped by Chick Fil A. We were with Matthew, by the way, and for and Keeper uh, as well, and yeah. some of other PWX people. Um, so we stopped by Chick Fil A, and they were super slow because they were not fancy and did not have to drive around mm. like at one. And so it took us ten minutes just to place an order. But um, so we missed like the first, I'd say, five minutes or so. Gotcha. Uh, I don't remember everybody. From the beginning, um, I think Marco was one of the first guys. Yeah, Jimmy Havoc. There for Marco coming, and I think Joey Janela. We yeah. hit, when I looked up at the screen to see who what was happening. Um, that was when Brian Hillman Jr. was coming down the ramp, and I no, um, I noticed noticed him right away, obviously because I marked over his bleach blonde mullet, and I, I think was MJF was one of the first. I did go back and see. I did today of Nakazawa. I know Nakazawa too. Okay, who the <laughs> hell is that? He's a Japanese. Oh, a, Doug, you haven't been keeping up with BTE. Yeah, no, I have a not. Whole big angle of BTE. He's friends. He's good friends with Kenny Omega. He wrestles for. Is he with DDT Pro? He has to yeah, be. DDT Pro. He has to yeah, be with DDT so with that baby oil have, gimmick. They've gone back like a whole like for years apparently, and so the whole bit was who the fuck is Michael Nakazawa and Matt Jackson would angrily say his name on every episode and it was just kind of this thing that and they it was did. Constant, yeah, and I gotcha. Yeah, and so it was this whole bit. so that's why later on before the show starts, you know, before the main show started, you know, they Matt saw him in the hallway and he introduced himself as Michael and that's that was a throwback to BTE. But anyway, gotcha. so the clip I saw was him pouring baby oil on himself and dropping down to slide out of the, the like the barefoot. <laughs> yep. Some huge dude. So <laughs> yeah, MJF was in there. Sunny yep. Days, the big yellow dude. That's who I think. That's who I saw Michael Nakazawa getting out of that hold because I was yes. not familiar with him. I'd seen him on AEW's Twitter, but I'm not familiar with who he is. I am not either, but I I enjoyed this whole thing thoroughly. Yeah. It, it was. It, I think it was fun. It was kind of cool to do it to change it up some from obviously the typical um, battle royal and doing like the um, based on the card suits 
yeah. and having them come out in groups. So that was a kind of a, you know, that was something different and unique, I thought. And then, of course, um, we all got a surprise um, with the Joker. Yeah. I think y'all knew who it was going to be. Is that really a surprise? Well, I think it a lot of people... A week ago, uh, when we thought this match was still happening, <laughs> it probably would have been a surprise. And then, Oh, I do want to say real quick that I was a little nervous because we were behind on BTE and we watched the last two episodes yesterday before we left, and Matt Jackson made a reference to Michael Elgin, and Nikki and I thought he was going to be Because I heard his. I heard oh, Michael. yeah. Because yeah, like, they were joking around about giving a spot to somebody, and there he was like, oh, well, we can just take Michael Elgin out of we it. We can cut so, Michael Elgin. And so <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was like, please, on your first night, don't fuck up by putting Michael Elgin. I don't know if they. I don't know if they can get Elgin, because didn't he just sign an impact? Yeah, but, true. yeah, so I don't know what their contract were. But, I mean, I guess if you think about it, like, Brian Cage wasn't in it this year, and neither was Jordan Grace. Well, Brian Cage is injured, but Jordan Grace wasn't in it either, and she's with Impact, so maybe Impact does have something where it wouldn't allow them to be I think it, it. I think it's talent by talent, though, because Allie is going to wrestle at... Allie's gone. Allie left him. Oh, did she? Okay. Yeah, she's... she hasn't changed her at name yet. She's gotcha. Impact, but no, she left... Um, she left when she became, she is exclusive to AEW. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't been keeping track at all. I kind of treated this like the Avengers or like any superhero movie. I was like, you know what? I want to be surprised. I don't want to know shit. I'm just going to wait and watch it when I can. (laughs) So. There you go. That's a good way to go into it. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for Jungle Boy. I got a little bit sad too. about Luke Perry because yeah, he looks just Jungle like Boy. Him. Yeah. And like, I hate that his, you know, I was like, oh, his dad would be so proud. That <laughs> <laughs> um, was, was sad. But I'm so glad that they're, to see how they're using him and that they seem to be, which we'll get to about something that happens later on in the night. But it sounds like, it looks like they're going to use him. Um, more than significantly, little yeah, yeah, which is nice to see, and that's kind of cool that they're kind of building up. Like, obviously, people even before his dad passed away, people knew who Jungle Boy was. He was starting to, he was getting buzzed because he's obviously PWG and Joey Janela's spring break and all that stuff. Um, but it's so it, I like that they're kind of building up some of the newer guys that people have an idea who they are, but may not have, cause there's a ton of wrestlers. Like I hear their names all the time and occasionally I'll see like gifts or clips, but I have never seen full matches. And so I think it's cool to see guys like that, that they're kind of going to build up and like give them a, pl- a bigger platform. Yeah. I, I was going to ask y'all next, like who that you hadn't really seen before, stood out in it for me it was um is this his or her name sunny kissed sunny kiss i believe he uh i believe sunny uses the he his pronoun okay i believe I just I checking because i didn't want to fuck it up on twitter real quick but i believe let me hold on hmm. let me see if sunny i think kissed. i've also seen sunny kiss on lucha underground too uh, that is correct. I I didn't watch it, but I know that Sunny. Uh, no, the bio does not say. I feel like I have heard Sunny referred to from people who would know as he okay. him, but I'm not 
100% positive, and I could be incorrect on that, so if, if I am, I apologize. I will just but, say they stood out for me. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, the spot with Sonny and Tommy Dreamer was fantastic. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I don't think you could have picked a more perfect person to do that with. Tommy, I think Tommy sold it really well. Um, his, I just, his face I thought, turned bright red. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was, I think, I, I just, I thought it was a really great spot. I thought that was definitely one of the highlights. Because you have to, it's hard to kind of stand out in a match like that. Yeah. And so, Sonny definitely did. Um, I was really, I was excited to see Glacier. I thought that, that was pretty cool. That was, was fun. Have a, have a PCO type career resurgent. And the, so, well, I know Glacier, Joey Janela used Glacier on one of his programs, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. He's so, been in the clusterfuck on the past, oh, like, that, two okay. years. Yeah, we're still behind on a bunch of that stuff that we gotta go back and watch. Um, I keep forgetting that we haven't watched it. <laughs> I think right. because we heard about some of the things that happened and saw things online, and so we forgot that we haven't actually watched the shows. Yeah, yeah. I, I watched No Legs, and that was all I watched from Spring Break. Yeah, we watched... Um, yeah, I haven't seen anything from Spring Break. We watched WrestleCon, and that was, I think... The only thing that we saw from um, that whole more than mania stuff. Once I found out about uh, Zane and Caleb and Man Scout being on yeah. I have to watch it right now. Yeah. Well, and uh, Ian Maxwell, like that whole weekend was covered in Carolina talent. Yeah, which is why I definitely want to go back and watch it because I want to see what our guys did. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Um, who else stood out? Um. I thought Jimmy Havoc, like, I knew who he was, but he was awesome. Yeah, we've seen, Nikki and I have seen Jimmy Havoc in MLW several times. He has had some really great matches with Sammy Callahan, and they've done, like, some street fight type things, but in the way that Jimmy Havoc does them, like, where I guess, like, where he does, like, like, I've never seen anybody give paper cuts in a match before, and he will take, like, he was taking eight by tens of himself, and he took Sammy's shoes off, took his socks off, and then gave him a paper cut between his <laughs> big middle toe. Ow. It was uncomfortable. <laughs> and then he did it to his hands, and he did it across his mouth. And so, um, and I know, obviously, Jimmy has a reputation for his heart, his uh, his uh, death, death matches. matches, but um, those are the, t- the matches I've seen Jimmy in. And then I think, wasn't... He did. Didn't they do something on Impact a few weeks ago? I think before we haven't watched Impact since they brought Elgin. I have not. Watched I don't know. Impact in weeks. Uh, I haven't touched it I in years. It. Well, Impact is on Twitch and it's free, so we were like, mm-hmm. well, we got to see Sammy Callahan and OBE and Rich Swan and uh, Ace, Austin. Ace Austin and Jordan, and um, they were doing some good stuff. And then I heard they brought Michael Elgin in, and I haven't watched the. I the watched the Impact show from Mania weekend. Just because I had time, and I was like, "Yeah, let me see what they're doing." It was basically an indie show with like slightly higher production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it but it felt very PWX PWG to me watching yeah. it. So yeah. Oh, and then of course we've seen uh, we were watching it obviously because of the rascal. So there's a lot of talent there that I like, and they're doing a lot of good stuff over there. It's just. It's hard to watch when you bring in somebody like that. And so if we can miss him in it, like if sometimes Impact will say so-and-so has been on. So if we have missed, because like there's been things where we've missed Ace Austin. So we don't, we're like, well, we're not even going to turn it over. There. So, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. But, uh, 
Yeah. Going back to Glacier for a second, I like the part where, I don't know who was on the top row, but Glacier, like, spit water in the guy's face. Yep. And then and then he oh. act like he was, he froze. It was, uh, then, it was Sunny Days that took that days? spot, oh. yeah. Okay, yeah, I thought that was amazing. Yeah, I, I did notice that. I was like, no, yeah, that's, great. that's really cool. You know what I love? So I'm hoping next year, or maybe Joey Janela will find Alex Wright and bring him back, and we can yes. have him. We can have him at all out, maybe. I uh, <laughs> I, I loved. I like if if we're gonna bring back some old, you know, WCW guys, I'd like to please bring in Alex Wright so we can update our <laughs> meme. <laughs> I loved one. I loved Alex Wright, but back to Double or Nothing. I loved how excited Excalibur got over everything. Like mm-hmm. it really yeah. showed. The difference between like good commentary and commentary you tune out because it doesn't matter who's on WWE. Like Graves gets some good lines going back and forth with Renee and Byron, but other than that, you can tune it out because no one gets yeah, which is what that I excited unless you're watching NXT and it's Mario Ronaldo. Right, right. So Mario's the you're best. Mar- absolutely the best, but Excalibur yeah. in the just in the Battle Royal, just selling the, oh my god, that mist has frozen sunny days on the turnbuckle. I just, he was so excited about it, and it was so much yeah. fun. And it's cool because you can tell, like, obviously I get you have to be professional and things like that. And that's, I mean, I totally get that. But it's cool when you hear people on commentary who are clearly fans, and who, and so they sell it like a fan. They sell it like this is why the crowd should be excited. Like they don't, they're not just telling me what the spot was. They're telling me why. And I really like, of course, a lot of times when they're give even background information, especially because some of these guys, like I've heard their names um, or I'm not quite familiar and they'll kind of explain like who it is. And, but they do it in a way that's like talking to you and not just like you idiot, you should know this. And so I think yeah. Scalp is fantastic for that. Cause I, <clears throat> We're not, I mean, we know what PWG is. We follow the hashtag usually and watch spoilers um, or look to see the lot, the updates as they happen, but we've never watched PWG before. So we're not, we're not familiar really with Excalibur, even though he has been in New Japan recently um, working with Kelly. And I really enjoyed him, uh, his work that he did with New Japan too. Somehow I didn't know that and we need to remedy this immediately. Yeah, he did. Uh, <laughs> What was he doing? Uh, he, I'm talking about the fact y'all haven't seen PWG. Since, wait, which part? I'm talking about y'all haven't seen PWG. Oh, yeah. yeah, we've not. What um, the fuck? Seriously? I'm baffled right stuff, now. There's some wrestling we have to keep up with. And oh, I know. Watching other programming that is not wrestling. Yeah, our like, PVR is forever full of things because we back it, it gets backed up because we're watching wrestling. <laughs> Like, I have to now, I have to watch the Braves games on my iPad so that we can watch stuff on TV, whether it's wrestling or it's stuff on the DVR. And so... Next time, like, next time someone gets the new PWG DVD, we should have a watch party at Hebron. We should. That would be fun. But yeah. so, yeah, I have an idea of what's going on in PWG because I read the hashtag, like, when they have their events. So, like, I knew when Jeff Cobb won, like, I was... Like, what? constantly refreshing the feed. And, like, with the whole David Arquette shit happened with the Nick Gage match, like, I knew it was happening because I was reading the hashtag. And so, like, and it was, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. 
on a like well Saturday morning now and so nobody knew what I was talking about and then the next day the number one trend was David Arquette and I was like see mm-hmm. I was like I knew this was going to be a big deal mm-hmm. yeah I'm like four shows behind on PWG I'm like over a year behind so I can't say shit <laughs> however um bringing it back to double or nothing just I don't know Excalibur's good I don't know who that Alex guy was but I'm familiar with him either Excalibur carried him and it wasn't it wasn't obvious that Excalibur was carrying him so I liked that um, Well that's good when yeah. you make your it's good when you make your team you know your partners look good without being like pointing out that they don't know what they're doing or and maybe not familiar Overall, I'm very impressed. Excalibur got through the whole show without cussing, which <laughs> I wasn't sure he could do because, like, on WrestleCon and stuff like that, he can get away with a little bit. This maybe they, doing a little bit of commentary in New Japan helped with that because they. Well, I was going to say they because they make juice like be careful, but then Kevin Kelly yells out "son of a bitch" all the time, so <laughs> that, maybe it's just they. I know they had to make juice stop saying the f word. Juice actually asked. They got really into a match, and he said, "Can I say the f word?" And Kevin Kelly said, "No." And then two seconds later, "son of a bitch." So, it was like, <laughs> <laughs> so maybe Excalibur got some work in about not cursing. Uh, maybe. Charisma. Uh, yeah it's just funny to like this is a guy who's i've heard be like man chuck taylor doesn't give a fuck and then (laughs) he's perfectly clean on AEW. it probably Uh, took a lot of restraint so oh trust me i was swearing up a storm watching this um in a good way obviously hit around last night and i was trying to like sort of watch my mouth and then after I realized he wasn't really paying attention, then I didn't really try as hard. Excellent. He was running around in the ring all night. He was <laughs> like, he well, was... and Matthew, I know you were sitting on the edge of the the ring, so I'm sure the ropes you could probably feel them vibrating. I mean, yeah. Matthew, think about it. If you were a kid and had access to a ring that you could get in and run around, there were people in, but there were people in the ring though. There were people sitting in chairs in the ring. So I would not run around for five hours in the ring though. (laughs) At some point, you would have to be tired. No, that's not how kids work, man. Apparently. (laughs) So I was at Chester Friday night. And at APW, and at the end of their shows, they always let all the kids in the crowd run around in the ring, which is great. But at the same time, the kids just spent three and a half hours watching people kick the shit out of each other. And they're not trained in it. So I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, someone's going to get hurt. Someone's going to get legitimately hurt because I'm a teacher and I'm like, safety, what what, what the hell are we doing with these children? And then I realized um, three of the kids got, like, two into it and started, like, shoot-punching each other. Oh, God. I was like, okay, fun's over. Someone got actually punched. But it just... (laughs) I'm like, this is not good. You can't put, like, 20 small children in a ring. And, I mean, (laughs) they were, like, doing holds and bouncing off the ropes and jumping off turnbuckles. And I'm like... (laughs) This is going to shut them down one day when a kid gets seriously hurt and they get sued. Right. Yep. But whatever. I hope it doesn't happen, obviously. Um, I mean, because that's a cool experience for the kids. And Yeah. 
that for company's sure. been there forever, but still. All right, uh, back to the Battle Royal. Hangman won. Yay! It was the right call. Like what? He... Something, and I don't know if that would have been inappropriate. So, <laughs> well, we all popped pretty hard for it. At least some of the people didn't seem to care. And I'm like, but I think these were people who were post Adam Page, so they didn't get like. He's been well, gone a long time. Yes, he has. Right. But I'm like, first of all, he's in Bullet Club. Like, it's not like he's been gone. Like, he's been and he's got he's improved. Like. Obviously, when he was in PWX, he was he was good then, and clearly he's improved so much. But in the last, I think New, going to New Japan has probably been the best thing for his career because he has he's gotten so much better as a wrestler. He went from that underground indie guy everybody talks about to yeah. deserving the main spot on a show whose job is to kill WWE. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. So. It's very, um, it's a huge compliment to him, but then when you watch the matches and watch his work, you're like, yep, makes sense. Makes perfect fucking sense. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing, like, he, he has, he has so much going for him, like, now that he's got, he's got the Hangman character, he's kind of, he's been able to develop that on BTE, he's obviously extremely attractive, he's got, he's, um, and he's gotten better with his mic skills. Like, I think he's just, he's definitely coming into his own, and I don't even think we've seen, like, I think this is just scratching the surface with him. Like, I could think within the next five years, he's going to be even, he's going to be a household name, I think. And he wears bolos, and he was, I saw an interview, and he was with Alicia, and he said he, his bolo hit him in the face. <laughs> I was like, yeah. uh, my favorite thing is he used to be a teacher. Yes. yes. Uh, nice guy, too. We know, we know he's also, not only is he talented, he is educated. <laughs> he's educated and a super nice guy. So Yeah, he yeah. is super nice. And, More power to him. That's, those are the type of guys, obviously, that you want to see succeed, and you want them to 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 pad their bank account. <laughs> yeah. Pad their bank account, then come back home so we can watch you more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Visit us every once in a while. Like oh. when they were hitting all those indie spots, I was really hoping. Adam... I was like, if somebody, if I hear fucking um, "Song of the South" hit, I'm gonna fucking die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those people would not even because some of those people were were Civil War um, theme music. They don't even know about "Song of the South." Adam Page <laughs> <laughs> with his um, John Deere hat. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so, um, when Paige was about to be eliminated by uh, MJF, that's when the stream stopped. He was hanging, like, from the rope and everything, and then yeah. two seconds later, it came back live, and then he just, like, clotheslines the shit out of, <laughs> out of MJF, and, I, and everybody popped for that. It okay, so let's talk about MJF for a second. Yes. I saw a lot of discussion last night, and Kat's going to kill me for this, but Uh-oh. I don't really care because she's not here. Um, <laughs> I saw a lot of discussion saying MJF was the MVP of Double or Nothing. Um, I think and I, I think as the heel, absolutely. Yeah. He was the yeah. biggest heel in the company. Say, you have here, Jericho is clearly the biggest heel in the company. That's you I mean no? That's not nobody's questioning that. But you're gonna have to have you know other people, and I think MJF is a phenomenal heel. He's very yeah. good at what he does. 
He's very good about pissing people off. He's very good about staying in character when he's meeting fans and things yep. like that. So he's he's very good at what he does. And I, I think he's definitely going to be one of the top heels for a long time. And he does not get any gummy bears. <laughs> no, he does not. Because he cut a racist promo one time. And he was super... He was very hurt that he didn't get to get yeah, any gummies. Yeah, he did not understand. Yeah. <laughs> He, uh, I mean, I, I would like to meet him backstage and kind of explain, like, one of the things about this show is we draw a line on promos like that. Like, uh-huh. it doesn't matter who it is. If they go racist, yeah. I'm out. It, yeah. You go sexist, you go body shaming. Anything that is outside of, like, man, look at all these hicks. This is the worst town I've ever been in. You you don't need yeah. to actually point people out. Right. You know? In 2019, you should be able to get yourself over without doing stuff from 1980 where you're insulting yeah. things like that. Especially we when they're... We don't need Tracy Smothers. Right. And when you're marginalizing, think like, that's not the... Yeah. That's not the... That ain't it. So. It ain't. But I do enjoy MJF's work, and I think he's kind of gotten away from that. Maybe somebody kind of told him, like, this isn't yeah. how you should watch this. He seems to have gotten away from that type of thing. So I think that's what makes him – like, I enjoy him. I think he's – I think it's. I think he's funny. I yeah. Think yeah. I enjoy I, what he does. I enjoyed him last night or this morning when I was watching, but I, it's just – Sorry, go ahead. funny, but what a fucking dick. Exactly. <laughs> Well, and see, it's, with BTE, they, I was just about to they've been up. building up MJF as a hill, and like on BTE, he acts like he's Cody's best friend. Cody thinks he's this wonderful, humble dude, and then when he's not around, he's a complete dick to everybody. Except Brandy knows who he really is, and like on like one of the last episodes, he tried to feed Pharaoh a chocolate brownie because obviously a chocolate <laughs> hill dog. And she caught him, and she forced him to eat the brownie. So, like, <laughs> I love listening to Brandy go up against. Um, yeah, they she controlled her him. own against MJF, which is fun to watch. Brandy is better than she should be at everything, considering she wasn't a worker until they left. Yeah, Vince, yeah, you know. Yeah, she's very good at what she does. Yeah, oh. and her immensely. Yeah. All the wardrobe changes last night. She had like three. I was like, "What the hell, really?" <laughs> I was like, well, "Look at my queen out here slaying." Yeah. Yep, pretty much. Uh, all right, so second match on the buy-in. I saw people bitching about this. I didn't see anything wrong with it. I enjoyed the match. Like I, I enjoyed it. I yeah, seen Tammy wrestle in MLW, so that's my. He's not a hill in MLW, um, so I was surprised to find out that he's pretty much a hill kind of everywhere oh, else. Oh, he's such a fuckboy. Everywhere yeah. else, he's so just a fuckboy. So MLW, he's not, or not, well, we haven't watched since February because we got super behind, and then they brought in Jim Cornette, and now they're bringing in Austin Aries, and I don't know that I'll keep up with it. Yeah. But anyway, he, yeah, so I was like, I was like, why are all these people talking shit about Sammy Guevara? And then I realized that he's pretty, he's kind of a dick, like, wherever he else he's yeah. at, so... Yeah, he he does. It's like MJF is the rich uppity douchebag. Sammy Guevara is just that like frat boy jock kid you want to punch in. Oh my god, Sammy Guevara! I want to like you because we both share a love of pandas, and I want to buy your gear, but I cannot support that. 
<laughs> Every time. I have seen people like that in real life, and I do not know if I can give you my like. Money. Is it? Well, I don't think it would probably be this level, but is it kind of like a grump type thing? Yeah, it's it's kind of like a party fuck boy. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't better than you. I mean, but he's yeah. like obviously That's overly like, exaggerated. Know, but yeah. um, my thing is, whenever he wears the panda, I'm like, you know, John Cruz did it first. That so, is true. It pisses me off. I enjoyed, I know some people, at, well, at least in, at Hebron Hall, did not apparently care for the panda. Uh, I did. that he had on last night. Fuck them. Pandas I, are awesome. I thought it was cool. Yeah, it was I love pandas. Because on the way over, I told Nikki, I was like, I hope we don't miss Sammy Guevara's entrance because I want to see his gear. I saw on Snapchat that he, like, got his gear and it was something black and white. So I was like, I was like, I hope he has some kind of a mask. I didn't expect that. So I thought that was. I, I thought it was pretty cool. I did too. And um, as far as Kip Sabian goes, I've heard his name a lot and have seen him, but I've never seen him wrestle before. Um, yeah. And I I enjoyed him. I thought the, I thought he was very good. Same. I I've heard of his name too. Not familiar with him, but he really impressed me. Yeah. yeah. I, I and he's hot. He is hot. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> uh, I. Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this match. Like, because it combined my two favorite things in wrestling, which is high flying crazy bullshit with the like Zack Sabre technical yeah. wizardry at the same time. Because you yeah. don't usually get those together. No, so, it's you so have to have one or the other. I I really enjoyed this and I thought they were both dead after that shooting star to the barricade. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. That, was, that nice. was insane. That is a way to get people to pay. That's a way to get people to pay attention to you on the pre-show and then with all these other big names on the card to stand out. They certainly did that, I think. That was the pre-show. Think yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, I feel like the whole show, top to bottom, I, I read a couple things before we started recording just because I was looking for the list in order and everything. And people were bitching about some matches that I thought were fucking great. Like I don't know what they were bitching about. Seen this before, or no? It was. I mean, it was an indie person, but I think it was one of those douchebags who doesn't want to give everything an A or a B. One of those people who's like, oh well, you can't give everything five stars. Do what? I said they have to find something to complain about. Exactly. Honestly, for maybe for the first time in a long time, I have not one complaint about this show. Oh, I enjoyed every. I think it. I knew it was going to be a good show, and I don't know if that's because we were at All In, and so that was a fucking phenomenal show. And so yeah. I don't know if I just. I was like, well, I know it's going to be like I know what they can deliver. I know what these names can deliver, mm-hmm. but it still exceeded my expectations. Like I was really very impressed with everything they did and it made me want to keep watching it makes me want to subscribe to the network it makes me want to keep up with what they're doing once they get to tnt like i was very impressed with everything that they did last night i um i think double or nothing was better than all in i the only reason i i guess i would say all in I don't know if I would say it was better. I guess just being in the atmosphere and watching it live versus watching something like that. At home. Yeah. Yeah, I but, watched both at home. So, 
It's, yeah. uh, I feel like this was better. Just overall, there was no, like, I don't know. There was, there was nothing on this. I was like, yeah, I don't really care about this. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I really liked, um, I thought, yeah, I really liked everything from top to bottom. I don't think anything went too long. Um, I think it, I thought it paced really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when it, it got to the main event, I started going, wait a second, and went through the matches. I was like, shit, they got to all of them. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and least... then I was a little concerned when they got to the tag match, and they were like a 60-minute time limit. My friend, the one who was watching on Dish or whatever, DirecTV, she texted us, and she was like, a 60-minute time limit? We were like, this is what this is what they do. Like in New Japan, I was like, I don't mm-hmm. think anybody on this card besides Jericho and Omega have gone more than six. Or have gone sixty minutes, but yeah. I don't expect a tag match to go sixty minutes. Especially However, not said, with the Bucks and Lucha Bros. Yeah, I was like, they'll they'll kill themselves by the half hour mark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think the reason why they had plenty of time was because Pac and um, Page was canceled. That's true. And it was on that the and it's supposed to be on the main show, so I think they have plenty of time to like. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Also, it didn't feel like. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It didn't feel like they were stalling. Like sometimes shit goes wrong in WWE, and you're like, oh, they sent out John Cena to cut a 30 minute promo to stall. Right. Nothing felt like stalling. Everything felt like it had a point. Even the ridiculous stuff that we'll get to. I'm like, huh, interesting. Okay. Curious to see if anything technically went over because you know at all in a lot of people bitched because the main event ended up going short and it was a whole bunch of crazy spots because Okada and Skrull went longer than expected but I enjoyed Okada and Skrull very much so I didn't yeah. care that it went over yeah well, I mean obviously we didn't know that it was going yeah, over so, I, so was I was like super into it if yeah. any matches from last night technically went over their time or I don't think they did. Well-made. Everything I, was really tight. Yeah. At all in, I was checking my phone for a few seconds, and I think it was like maybe ten thirty, and Okada and Skrull was still going on, and I'm like, "Well, how how the hell are they gonna have the main event like like go long and all this stuff?" And it like lasted ten minutes. Like they just had to rush spot after spot after spot. Like it but it was, was so fun because I guess it was just a frenzy of shit, which yeah. we all expected anyway. Yeah, but I it. Yeah, I did too. All right, so on to the main show. Um, the opener, I will admit, as much as I respect SCU, they aren't my favorite thing. Like just because they're kind of, yeah. I don't, I don't know how to word it. I guess like old school wrestlers, like they're indie guys, but they're they're pretty traditional in a lot of the stuff they do. But yeah. I really enjoyed this whole thing with uh, them versus Stronghearts. Yeah, I enjoyed them too. Yeah, and I, I do like SCU, but maybe part of it is because of the BTE stuff that they do. And so, and of course, like I've watched Christopher Daniels forever because of you know, everyone I has. To, yeah, when I, yeah. <laughs> when I used to watch TNA pretty often, it was always them, and it was always him and Kaz versus Motor City all the time. So you know, I was always familiar with them. Um, but I, I really, yeah, I wouldn't say that they're my favorites, but I do enjoy them. And I thought, um, it was interesting because they opened all in last year. They were the first match. Um, 
but I, I had not seen the strong hearts, but I had heard very good things about them. And I, um, I enjoyed that match. I liked it a lot. I've seen clips of OWE. I think that's what they're called. Yeah. With the company in China. They're insane. Like there was this one video I saw, like where they had a guy like on their arms and then they just like threw him up and he did like a 450 into the ring. Jesus. Or something like that. I I have to send you that later on to show you. But um, yeah. I just like that they're bringing in companies like that to work with to see, to show other people, like, especially people who tuned in last night because they were either hate watching or they were sort of familiar with Cody and the Bucks and Omega and kind of knew what was happening. So I think for people who aren't really exposed to things outside of WWE, that's another good thing to bring in is so that you can show these people there is more than what Vince has shown you for 20 years. Like there are things that out there that are even more impressive and better than you can even imagine. Well, and WWE pretends like they're this worldwide company, but they're right. not. They're an American company who goes to other countries and does an American show right, versus right. this they brought in all these people from around the world, and they didn't ask them to change shit. They just yeah. said, do your thing, that's what we want, and it stood out. Like, the the Stronghearts guys, I had only heard of one of them, and they were all awesome. Yeah. Um, and then, I really liked about this, it started kind of slow, but then by the end, it, like, picked up, like, crazy. So, it just... It was yeah. spot after spot after spot. And I hadn't seen the best Meltzer ever before until today. So that was awesome. Yeah. That, that, that just really shows cool. you that you really don't watch that much Ring of Honor when they were, you know, on the shows at the time. Because they yeah. they've been doing that for like maybe two years now. Yeah, I I stopped watching Ring Ring of Honor after I went to Best in the World that time. Oh, that was that a long was a time ago. Show. Yeah. It was, that was a fun show, but that was the last time I watched Ring of Honor. Yeah, Ring of Honor has kind of declined a lot. Yeah. I'm disappointed. And, well, I mean, I know... I still it, keep up with the product, but... It's a hard because they've lost so much shine outside of the Elite. I mean, you think about they've lost Roddy, Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, and all this stuff, and they just didn't... They didn't build up to replace what they were losing. I mean, they brought in good people. Like, you bring in PCO yeah. and Haskins and stuff like that. Just the writing is not very Bandito. good. Bandito? Yeah, uh-huh. Bandito. Yeah, who's amazing. So, I expected when I heard all these names they were bringing in, I expected a better product. Exactly. Um, and it, I've been disappointed with what they've done. Fair enough. Um, but, yeah, SCU really, like... To me, they're, I know a lot of people will be like, oh, you just don't understand them, whatever. They're just not my style, but right. I thoroughly enjoy watching them, which matters. Now, I don't know why Christopher Daniels thinks he's Freddie Mercury all of a sudden, but whatever. <laughs> I enjoyed, and I think that was a good first match. Like, I think that's a good thing to open the show with because we all know what's coming at the end. So, as far as, like, the three big matches that they were promoting, and I think that that was a good way to, to open the show and to kind of 
transition over from Guevara and Sabian and to, to go into that, yeah. I think it's really good. I think it showed the pace. I think it set the tone. I think it, yeah. it did everything well. The only complaint I have from the buy-in to the main show is I don't love JR when he doesn't know what's going on because he just keeps talking and he doesn't know what's going on. And so it... And I don't it's... think I maybe noticed that as much. Maybe that's just because there was other things going on in Hebron Hall. And so maybe I didn't... I thought he was significantly better than when he was calling New Japan on Access with Josh Barnett. Yes. Well... Excalibur was carrying the commentary team. Yeah. And oh, yeah. so he was the main guy doing all the talking. And then right. J- JR was chiming in with JR phrases, you know, you know, we got a slobber, ner- like, slobber knocker and tougher than a $2 steak and all that right. shit. But which is what people expect, especially people who are coming from WWE background. They hear JR and Jericho then they're going to come over and check it out, then you expect JR to talk like JR talks. And yeah. so, and say the phrases that he says. And so I think, I'm just glad he remembered, I think he remembered everybody's name last night. I think he said them correctly. Um, yeah. He, <laughs> he seemed, he seemed a lot more on point. And I think he know. I think he knows that what a big night that was. And to be on some, on commentary with somebody like Excalibur, I think he knew he had to, and he knows what fans have been saying about him, that he's old and he doesn't need to be doing it anymore. And so I think that he he was a lot better than I expected him to be. Fair enough. Um, I, I'm not saying, like, it was bad. It's just, to me, if you're going to have JR, I need him doing more than catchphrases, but maybe he's sure. maybe he's kind of doing the Michael Cole thing where he's like head of creative for commentary or whatever, you know, which I would be okay with. Uh, But all right. So that match was good. Next match was the women's match Um, was supposed to be a triple threat. And then Brandy rolls out and in full ring gear for no damn reason. And brings out, brings out awesome Kong. Yeah, the guy next to me, because she said awesome, and the guy next to me was like, awesome Kong, and I was like, oh my god, it is awesome Kong. Yeah, Hebron Hall popped. They were cheering loudly for her. Some people were standing up. So, Hebron Hall was impressed with awesome Kong. I don't know about what the crowd reaction was, but... Uh, They seemed pretty excited. It it was a surprise, and I'm impressed... In yeah. this day and age, any company who can keep surprises under yeah. wraps. Because the reason, like, if it's Mania Weekend or, like, Rumble Weekend or whatever, I have to stay off the internet. Cause yeah, I have to be careful at things I look at, too, because I try to stay surprised as much as I can. Yeah. So. Ethan won't stay off Twitter at all, so. I do. If I it's don't really hard. Stuff, I stay on just my timeline and don't go to other people's. Yeah, teams. but if we don't watch it right away, then but we. Still, <laughs> I stay on my. I know how to. I know how to do it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so this match was Nyla Rose versus Kylie Ray versus Awesome Kong versus Britt Baker. I was pretty familiar with Awesome Kong and Britt Baker. 
I had never seen Kylie Ray Russell. Um, I either. Thoroughly enjoyed her. I heard God. interviews God. with her because she was on Marty and Sarah. And then thoroughly enjoyed Nyla Rose. Just a big, badass beating people down. Yeah, um, I'm ready for. I got to. I said to. I think to maybe Nikki and Kiefer last night. I was like, I think it'll be only a matter of time. Awesome Kong and Nyla Rose will be tag. They will be a tag team. I think. Oh yeah. Point of you. Absolutely. I think they are just gonna huh. mow down the women, and they're just gonna be. I think they're gonna be awesome. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, of course, we want to see them fun. versus each other, but I think they'll eventually be a tag team. Okay, I'm down with that. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. <laughs> I did like Nyla had the uh, James Drake Chop City hand on her. Yeah. Yes. I, I know it wasn't James Drake. I don't want to see her and um, James Drake chop the fuck out of each other. Oh, my God. That would be great. Um, so, James Drake, if you're listening, we have set up a new dream match for you. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> my, my notes on this match say Nyla is what Nia Jax should be. Absolutely. Yeah. And Kylie is what Bailey should be. Yeah, Absolutely. Yes. I, I agree with both of those 100%. And Britt Baker's just awesome. Like, Yeah, I yeah. really like her. I wish they hadn't changed her entrance. The one that she had it all in where she, like, it was of the skeleton getting kicked in the jaw or whatever. Uh-huh. That yeah. was, or it looks like an x-ray. That was super badass. And so yeah. I was disappointed that she didn't still have that as her opening. Maybe it was just like a temporary thing, but maybe. hopefully they'll go back to the other that one. That was my only cool. complaint about that match. <laughs> or maybe it was, or maybe it was uh, Tron, their Ring of Honor maid or something. I don't maybe. know. They, maybe. I enjoyed it, so I was hoping they'd bring it back because it was super badass. Yeah. Um, I, did, I did think it was funny when JR explained to his friends in Oklahoma what a DMD was. So I wasn't sure if he was implying Oklahomans were stupid or if he was implying they don't go to the dentist. I would assume that would assume that I totally missed that. That's fantastic. Yeah. He was like, Britt Baker, DMD, and for my friends in Oklahoma, that means she's a dentist. I was like, really, JR? Damn. JR out here shading his people. Right. I was like, damn, dude. <laughs> oh, this is gonna. Uh, um, I mean, it's re- in relation to Jr. But uh, we were talking about how they showed um, they cut the Jr. in the back, and you could hear them playing. Uh, oh the yeah, thing. Yep. So it was like, I mean, is this a um, Goldberg moment? And yes. like, we're, we're, we're yeah, because I was like, they're showing him from the back, and he's entering. I was like, I didn't. When did <laughs> When did he get a Goldberg entrance? And somebody, I think Keeper or Matthew was like, we're going to get the fireworks next. <laughs> and I also pointed out that at one point I was like, I was looking at his hands and I was like, is he wearing his Hall of Fame ring while he's on here on commentary? Because God, I hope so. Fucking amazing. He's, like, he's like, listen, bitch, I earned this ring. Oh, for I'll sure. Wear. All day, every day. <laughs> God, I hope so. I have not paid attention that closely. I was, I was not she looking. She pointed that out. It was a large gold ring, so I assumed that it was his Hall of Fame That'd ring. That'd be it, yeah. then. Uh, that's yeah. awesome. Um, yeah, this match was great. I don't I don't have any complaints. Um, this is what I enjoy. Like, this is, these are the things I want to see from women's wrestling. 
Right. That's what I want to see at PWX. And these are the too. characters I'd like to see. Like I thought they they all brought something different, and I really enjoyed that match. Well, and I feel like a lot of times with women's wrestling, that you either get the character or you get the ring work, and you rarely get both. Like right. I love Solo Darling to death, but she's not going to put on a five star classic, you know. Right. Versus you put Angel and Savannah in a ring, and I don't really know what their characters are, but damn, it was badass. Right. Right. So I, I felt like this was a good balance of yeah, character and, and work. Show that, like, they pointed out that, like, you know, Kylie's very smiley and she's very energetic and happy, but when you make her mad, like, she will fight back. So she I think will that fuck was, a bitch up. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, they kind of. Made to sh- made you differentiate between her and Bailey, where Bailey would pre or post NXT Bailey, where she's you know you see what she is, and then they kind of weakened her, um, where they don't make her like you said. This is what Bailey should be, um, and I think that was good that they kind of pointed that out with Kylie Ray that you're not seeing her like oh god this is going to be a Bailey type thing. Yeah. Um, so I think they did a good job of kind of explaining. Her and then she showed it, of course. Yeah. Um, as well, I liked. Um, was it when Brandy or Awesome Kong came out? When one of them came out, Kylie was sitting there in the ring, just smiling and waving. I'm like, that's fantastic. <laughs> Did you see the video? There was a video of her today that I didn't notice it last night. It was Kylie coming out, and then the pyro goes off, and I guess she got a little startled. Nice. <laughs> from it. And she, she said yeah, this she started crying and everything. Like, I, I was so happy for her. That's funny. <laughs> Did, um, where's I going with this? Pyro, Kylie, waving. I don't remember. Fuck it. It'll <laughs> <laughs> come to you in about ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Probably. Uh... All right. Did you guys hear Cody's comment? I don't. I, I'm sure. I don't know if you've heard it, Doug, about like you know, kind of took a shot at Bailey. I saw a reference to that, but I saw where he <sighs> was, uh, where he corrected and was like, "No, this is what I was oh, talking about." Oh, is this about. not the thing from Starcast? And they were like, yes. "What did you say about Bailey?" And he was like, "Oh, I was referring to the those little blow up thingies that she and had." He was and he said, "Cause I never, I didn't hear the original comment, but he was like, "No, I love Bailey. I wasn't saying anything against her." And so, huh. and then I saw Bailey, no, never mind, there were, Bailey was, I was going to say, I saw Bailey tweeting about how she loved women's wrestling, but that was Sasha that I saw tweeting about, about it. Sasha, if they grant her release, she's going to AEW. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I have no she doubt. Was tweeting about it last I, night. I, uh, I think they should let her. They're not going to, though, because they realized what everyone was doing, and now they're being yeah, dickheads. I mean, I know that they're not, but I mean, as soon as her contract is up, I hope she. I hope she goes there. I bet because they froze her contract because she walked out. Wouldn't surprise me. Not the first time they do that. Yeah, they did it to Mysterio. They did it to Harper. They're doing it to a bunch of people to prevent yeah. exactly what happens at well, the end of the show. They're throwing a lot of money at them, like they are with the Good Brothers, and they're like, and they won't resign. They keep upping how much they'll pay them over multiple yeah. years, and they won't. They won't resign. Or they suddenly give them a title feud like the revival like yeah um alright so next match speaking of tag teams two of my favorite tag teams and I'm mad at myself cause I forgot about one of these teams 
Best Friends is amazing. Everyone knows Chucky e. T and Trent. Yeah. But then Angelico and Jack Evans, they were a big deal like two or three years ago. Like yeah, they were I've always, on. Like, I've heard Angelico's name for a while, and I mm. feel like I po- probably have seen him wrestle, but I'm not familiar with Jack Evans. Like I've heard the name. Oh, they're not so good. As much as I probably should have, but so I didn't know anything about him and didn't know much about Angelico either. So. Um, but I like- and Helico's claim to fame is Lucha Underground. He jumped. They had that whole warehouse set up and uh-huh. whatever. He jumped from the top of the office of the like CEO at the time on the show into the ring. And then there was another spot he did in a ladder match like eight or nine episodes later. The man is a fucking crazy person. Like, no one should his do the shit he like, does. His, uh, his gear is super interesting. Oh, I, I I love it because it's my color. So I'm like, <laughs> yes! Um, and then Jack Evans is, like, the gringo luchador, basically. Okay. Um, It's fantastic. And he was on PWG a while back. And, you know, whoever he was fighting drank a beer and, like, got souped up or whatever. And Jack Evans is, you know, very small. So he went and took a sip of beer and then became legend of the drunken master and was <laughs> drunk kung fuing the rest oh, of the match. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, I love that kind of shit in wrestling, especially when they're good enough to actually back it up. Right. Um, so good. Uh, again, I saw bitching about this that it was nonstop action, and I'm like... Why is that a bad what thing? To be doing? I don't know. They're like they wanted they're bitching. That's why. They wanted more selling out of Chucky e. T. Come on. It's Chucky e. T. <sighs> He's a fucking gentleman is what he is. That's why I tend to stay off the internet while watching these shows cuz I want to enjoy it instead of just like go online and see people bitch about it for the, no reason. This was like three articles I saw before we recorded. And I'm just like what the fuck are people bitching about this show? This is one of the best top-to-bottom shows I've seen, and it was, like, the ring level of PWG with the storytelling of a good WWE. Right. And I was like, oh, shit, there's something here, you know? Yeah. But anything stand out about during this match to y'all? Um think of at the moment, but the I mean, Falcon there's Arrow. Jack Evans did a spot and I thought he overshot it because he like slid off the apron or whatever and Keeper assured me that this is what happens with Jack Evans. He was like, sometimes he's good and he will land on the apron and sometimes he just keeps going. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's Jack Evans. Um, yeah, so the Falcon Arrow. I, I love... Anytime Excalibur gets to say, nobody kicks out of the Falcon Arrow. And then JR chiming in afterwards going, well, Excalibur, nobody kicks out of the Falcon Arrow, but he just did, was fantastic. <laughs> um, I, I absolutely love this. These are two of my favorite tag teams. Trent gets better every time I see him. Um, yeah. I keep... I enjoyed their entrance video. It was like them holding hands on the beach or something. Yep. 
Yeah. That was perfect. Yeah. Uh, so good. So, I love their, I mean, they're, well, they always do it, but they're a little thing for a little kazoo. Their mm-hmm. hug. I do have yeah. to, one complaint about the show, they've got to do, their camera, they need work, they need camera work. They were missing, in the beginning, they were missing spots, or they were pulling in way too late, and so we were seeing, like, close-up on people's faces and missing the actual action that they were doing. Um, yeah. Kept, especially with the, the, the best friends hug, like, they panned out or zoomed out, um, like, way too late. And so it just was kind of weird. I do, I will say that even though the fan shot, they did show fans, they didn't Kevin Dunnett and linger way too long. And they also, they also didn't do the zoom in, zoom out, zoom in, zoom out. Yeah. So I appreciated that, but they, they need to, to work on their camera work. There was just some things that they nearly missed or we had to see it from other, wait and see it from another camera angle because the, the main camera completely botched like you just miss everything. Yeah. I'm gonna let that slide because this is their first show, so I'm sure that they'll get better. That's as time goes yeah, on. I think that's probably my only complaint. Uh, I will say show. I did notice that stuff because, like, when Dustin Thomas did his six one nine, it wasn't yeah, on Dustin yeah. Thomas when it hit. Oh, that's right. the part that pissed me off. And I was like, right. God <laughs> damn it, guys! But that's then that. it kept happening. And I'm yeah. like, so, okay, so here's me. my guess, is that their camera crew doesn't know these talents. So whoever was in the back picking which camera to show didn't realize Dustin Thomas is a badass and his 619 looks awesome. Right. right. So. That, you, you, I think you're probably, that's probably what happened. I think you're right about that, Doug. Yeah. Because yeah. It, it was on, it was never on the big name guys it wasn't on the elite guys it wasn't on like best friends it was on the guys like, that might be more underground right. so um, yeah so at the end of this one it was fucking fantastic i'm just gonna say that at the end of this one the lights go out and i was curious because yeah. i'm like huh who's coming in at first, at Hebron, the video screen like went all black, and we thought that something messed up. But then we like heard the crowd and everything. I'm like, oh, it's part of the show. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> and commentary was selling it, too. They were like, every light in this arena, except the ones at our desk, are out right now. Because like, their little lamps were the only lights yeah. on. We that- legit couldn't see a thing. Like, yeah. It was yeah. just like, pitch it was- black. Yeah, yeah okay, that's three was pitch black. Mm-hmm. So... Here's what surprised me, though. I knew immediately who these guys were. I am so surprised that that crowd didn't know who they were. Me and Kiefer were, like, the only ones that popped. And then everybody else was, like, quiet. And I'm like, you guys don't know who they are? Are you kidding me? Yeah, when you guys said who it was, I was like, I knew I had heard of them because of the PWG hashtag. (laughs) Yeah, and I knew. Then they have they have visa trouble for a while, right? That's yes. why they haven't been in the states in forever, right? Yeah, that's um, what I thought. Like, so I knew, been, that, I knew that about them as well that they had had Uno, uh, Evil Uno did like ten shows like last year in the states, but that was like all he could do. Yeah, um, I've been okay, telling so telling Brian to bring in Evil Uno for years now. Yeah. 
<laughs> the little the people or min, what minions or whatever they were with them is that typical? Like, is that what they do they normally no. have? Okay, no, that I hadn't seen that before with them. So back when they used to be in PWG, they were basically video game characters, which is why yeah. they're Super Smash Brothers. And okay. like Uno would have a controller on his tights, and if someone hit the pause button, he paused. Fantastic. <laughs> amazing. Um, amazing. That kind of shit. There's a really, really good ladder match with them, the Bucks, and somebody else. I don't remember the third team. But it's it's up there with like Joey and Candace versus the Bucks. It's really Ow. fucking good. Um, I need to see the match then. I don't remember which show. I'll look it up later. But it it's ridiculous. And Smash Brothers are so much fun. I don't know how to feel about them as heels, but Evil Uno is a fantastic heel. So I've seen him as a heel. I haven't seen his partner as a heel. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. It seemed like it was a fun thing. Like, I didn't really know what was happening. Yeah. But I think that it seemed like it'll be something cool. Yeah. It, it seemed like that was a big, that seemed like that was a big surprise, too. Like, as we were talking about with Austin Kong, like, things that, to keep quiet. I mean, I don't know if that got out beforehand, but that seemed like I didn't, I didn't surprise. see anything about them going that direction. So. Yeah. That I was see, really cool. I read something but that was like a long time ago and it just like went out of my mind and then yeah and then that happened so it, it surprised me still but it, i remember reading something about it it was very smart how much they announced but how much they also didn't announce yeah, yeah. exactly um that but, guy next to me was convinced that well maybe not convinced but he was pretty sure he saw um, Mason Miles. Oh yeah, as, I did hear him say that. And I was like, "What?" Uh, um, like it looked like him, and I was like, "That no, Mason Miles was in Columbia last night." Okay, see, because yeah. I didn't think he bunked. <laughs> him, Malachi mentioned about Sleaze being one of the oh, guys. Sleaze probably was not, there. Not as a, not as one of those, but just because you know Sleaze has been he was a penis druid. Um. And so that's the reference. And I knew he was in Vegas. Um, I mean, I knew he wasn't one of those minions, but I wondered if he was going to be used for something. Yeah. A lot of the <laughs> high spots guys were out there, so I'm sure some of our friends were those minions. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise yeah. me. Um, all right, so the next match, as great as the rest of the show was, this is the thing I was most impressed by. Because I had never heard of all six of these women. Like, I, knew, I had I heard, heard, heard Aja Kong here and there, yeah, but. I've heard of her, but I've never seen her work before. Yeah. Or if I had, it might. I may have seen her in some TDE gifts, because TDE is all about the Joshi wrestling, and they mm-hmm. tweet about it a lot. So I may have seen her in gifts, but that was really the extent of my knowledge of her. I knew when they signed her, when they announced that match, I knew her being, and it was a really big deal. But that was basically as far as I knew, the extent of my knowledge about her. So, I've never heard of these ladies, but if Kenny Omega was excited for this match, then I knew it was going to be good. Well, and that's, was. that's the thing. Like, this was excellent. And it's really, really hard to get over 
with people who have never heard of you. Right. And right. this this was one of those matches that made me get off my phone and go, oh, let me pay attention and to what's going on here. That fought in the show because we're, what, five matches in at this point? Yep. And to follow, and to even follow that surprise of the Super Smash Brothers, like, I thought that was a really good spot for them. I think that was, it, they weren't overshadowed by anything that happened previously, really. Yep. I think they that I think that was a really good spot for them. Um, I would say the names, but I know I would butcher them, so I'm not going to. Mm. Um, <laughs> People can research. Google yeah, it. but you should watch this match if you enjoy wrestling. This was fantastic in every way, and the amount of Japanese women who are this good at wrestling is baffling. Like, just, it, it's insane numbers, obviously. And the crowd wasn't quiet, too. They were, like, really excited for this match. And that was the one thing I was worried about, too. Yeah. Like, they were just going to be dead. But, no, but they were, they they had were a very excited. They crowd that came from other, other parts of the country to be at this show. So, I think that probably helped because I feel like well, maybe the Jersey women are a little bit more well-known to, to some of the crowd. Um, it's uh, cheap to get to Vegas. So, that probably yeah. helped. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unless you're coming from Charlotte um, on Memorial Day weekend, then no, it is not cheap. It is not. <laughs> it was expensive. Every yeah, time we looked at tickets, that it was super, it was super fucking expensive. You gotta, like, you gotta play your cards right, because... I'm pretty sure GSP has a $90 one way to Vegas. Yeah, we I think I think one point I did see tickets that were slightly cheaper, like maybe 100 or 200 bucks cheaper, but I know at one point I was looking at two round trip round trip tickets for me and Nikki and it was 700 and like $75. Damn. Yeah. yeah. Alright. So I was like, no. And so I know that you can get to your flight. So I didn't know part of it was, I'm sure part of it was because it's a holiday weekend as well. Yeah. And the day that we would have gone, but I was so, like, no, it's not even worth trying to get to get someone. Once you go to Vegas once, it gets cheaper to go back because wherever you stay will send you shit and be like, <laughs> we'll fly you out and give you a free room. And you're like, okay. alright, fuck it. Um, not not that I've ever done it, but I have friends who go all the time, so. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. All right. Uh, any, anything else to say about this amazing Japanese women match? I did notice that the girl that supposedly Kenny Omega's ex-girlfriend, that's what I've heard at least. I don't want to say like, it's his ex-girlfriend and then be wrong. That's what I've heard. Um, I did notice, like, right when she got to the end of the ramp, she did um, her, like, finger kind of in the way that he does when he's doing his thing. She kind of did a little nod, and I was like, oh, that's cute. Good. If that's a thing that she does all the time, or if that was just, like, a little nod to him, or I don't know. That one, that one woman looked like Ruby Riot and uh, somebody else had a love Asian love child. <laughs> one of the girls, the first one that came out, she reminded me of Kyrie Sane. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, but th- this whole match was great. I I don't care what anybody says. This mm-hmm. this was wrestling. This is what I want to see. 
I want to see women's matches. I want to see talents I haven't heard of before just tear the roof off. And they did. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Next yeah, match. Yeah, going to be something that they do more of. Like, they're going to keep. I don't know if they'll have the Joshi women at every show, but I'm yeah. hoping they're going to utilize them more often. Well, it sounds like the one girl, the one who's supposedly Kenny's ex-girlfriend, is she? I think she might be exclusive to them. Oh, right, right, right. Because they made the announcement about her. Her name starts with an H. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they announced, the way they announced her, they did like so I feel like she might be exclusive. Was it Hikaru Shida? The one with the H? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's her name. Yeah. Um, I probably mispronounced it, but I tried. (laughs) I need to... Put some respect on these women's names and learn how to pronounce them. And yeah, do it. <laughs> I, yeah. I need, I need to, to say that. I need to learn them too because they deserve their names yeah. being said by everyone. Because this match was great. Right. Agreed. All right. Mm-hmm. All right uh, next match. Uh, probably my overall favorite of the night because it was like my two times of wrestling fandom against each other uh-huh. because i was a wcw mark y'all when i was like six years old dustin rhodes was my fucking favorite <laughs> i loved him i i don't know why i just did and then recently i love stardust i came in when stardust was starting yeah Stardust too. I know. Yeah. I know Cody hated that character, but I thought it was a blast. Exceptional but, job with uh, it. Yeah. And then, um, just Cody. Ever since he left, has just been the most progressive thinker in wrestling. Like yeah. the, I'm gonna go join yeah. Bullet Club, but I'm going to change completely how people think about this. You know. Right. And I I think that should be respected. Okay, maybe he's not the most indie-rific ring worker. But, damn, he knows how to tell a story. Yeah, he does. Um, so, him coming out in the, with the, like, Triple H throne. And Fantastic. Was that robe I, a shot at Triple I, H, too? I'm not sure. Is he wrestling? He wears robes. Well, I don't know if that was or not. I kind of hoped he would rip it off and have Stardust gear underneath, but. <laughs> he probably couldn't have gone that far. We did. I didn't. Um, I think because of where how the camera angle was from where we were watching, I didn't notice what was on Brandy's trunks until she tweeted a picture after the show last night, but I saw that around the top that she had a serpent like it was a snake head and I did, it didn't dawn on me uh, on me until like one o'clock this morning i wondered if and then once i saw the, all the snake if that was a reference to eden um because that was her name in wwe very and possible was, so i wondered if that was kind of a shot at them because that's who they made her be like they didn't let her be what she wanted they kind of you know because she didn't she go in she went in it to be a wrestler and then they were like no you're going to be a ring announcer yeah and you're going to be eaten and so I wondered if that was kind of a shot at them 
Um, or, or maybe not necessarily a shot, but just a reference to Eden, and now she's coming out of Eden and is, you know, doing this stuff now. A lot of people online said that the entrance was pretty unnecessary. It I've was seen... perfect. Yeah. I, I yeah. loved everything about it. I loved it. it. There, yeah. I mean, there is probably nobody pettier in wrestling than Vince McMahon. Yeah. He is oh, the yeah. pettiest person ever. And so I thought to give him a taste of his own medicine was perfect. Like, I felt it was justified. I don't think yeah. it It wasn't. I mean, it was more of a shot at Triple H rather than Vince. But, I mean, they basically told him, like, you can't be, like, we don't think you're a top star. We don't think you're going to be one of our main guys. And so that was kind of a, well, fuck you. <laughs> I'm competing directly against you now, even though they say they're not direct competitors and all that. Clearly yeah. they are still yeah. competing for fans and for their tickets and for money and things the, like that. Uh, the only way I think I could have loved this more, and that's why I think Cody's robe was a shot at Triple H, like, younger Triple H. That's like, what I was thinking. Blue blood. Yeah. Um, the only way it could have been okay. better... I didn't, I didn't catch that reference, but now that you say that... only way it could have been better was if he used a shovel instead of a sledgehammer. Uh, to bury okay. the yes. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been perfect. But the sledgehammer, like, the shovel would make sense to us, but yeah, the right. sledgehammer well, made sense to everybody. Would also kind of be back to Matt Hardy because That's what I was when they say. did the Broken Universe and and they did the whole they it was the whole bit with him and Hurricane where they're talking about burying talent and he has a yeah. shovel in his hand and things like that. So I yes. think um, I, th- I mean I think people would have gotten it, but I guess the sledgehammer was more of the direct. Yes, this is Triple H. I'm yeah. speaking directly to him. Yeah, and it it I thought it was perfect. I thought it was. I- it fit the gimmick of the match. It fit the overall idea of All Elite. It, of killing the Attitude Era. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think it was Matthew that pointed it out uh, on the, when we were in the, the group text. I think Matthew pointed out that, um, you know, they, Triple H and them were talking shit at the Hall of Fame ceremony. Exactly. Because of Billy Gunn, obviously. But they were calling him a, p- a pissant company and saying stuff like that. And that's your Hall of Fame event that has nothing to do with AEW. I mean, obviously the Billy Gunn connection. But if they're going to take it, then why can't Cody take a shot at them? Like, why? So why would that? Why can't he ret- not retaliate? But like, he should be able to say it without being, oh, that's unnecessary. If they're going to do it, then why can't Cody? Well, yeah, and yeah like fans. Fans didn't care if they took a shot at them, but when Cody does it, all of a sudden all hell breaks loose. From what I heard, I had an issue with them saying it because I just, it's petty, but I mean, that's what they do. They are petty over there. Yeah. You, you know, the biggest thing to me is this match could have been told in WWE. They mm-hmm. could have done this yep. storyline, but they didn't because they're fucking idiots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was so perfect, and it it just made sense for this to happen, you know? And I think that they, the one good thing, I guess, of a, or one really good thing about it happening outside of WWE is the creative control they got to have with the story and to tell the story that they wanted to tell. Well, uh, and... Because they sure as hell wouldn't have had that much blood. And them not being on a leash, moveset-wise, yeah. because... 
you can tell like Vince doesn't let bigger guys actually move quickly. Right, and right. Dustin's a bigger dude, so he yeah. he probably would tell him There's to slow down. What was that? Was that double knee surgery he had, or was it hip surgery that he had last year? I think it was double knee, and plus he's 50. Yeah. <laughs> he looked fantastic. I thought he looked I thought he looked really good last night. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. He he had more speed than I've seen on him in years. Like just yeah. he was hauling ass, he was putting everything he had into his moves. That's the most passionate I've seen him. In a, in a long, long time. time. Coming well, into this match, I I thought, okay, okay this, this match will be okay, but it exceeded my expectations. I agree. And so, so and I think one of the things, like, I was reading how they were trying to sell it was they love each other, but they don't like each other. And I felt that that wasn't necessarily believable as far as I've seen some of the Twitter action, interactions they've had and where... Dustin has said, like, you know, I'm proud of you, baby brother, and I've, like, when he went yep. to New Japan and things like that, so that, I had a little hard time, uh, that, I could, what, that didn't sell me as much, because I was like, I don't buy that, I don't believe, I'm, I I feel like they do like each other, that they do get along, and so that, yeah. I was, so I knew it was going to be a good match, but it was so much more than I could have ever expected. Well, and the thing is, what a lot of people don't realize, I mean, isn't there like a 20-something year age gap between yeah. the two? Yes. Yeah. So Dustin was not there for Cody. Like, not because he didn't want to be, but because he just didn't live there. Right, and I think that was another thing that was kind of part of their thing, and that's something they've talked about before, is Dusty wasn't around a lot when Dustin was growing up. But then when he remarried and married Cody's mom... He was around more, and so he, he was obviously older, right? And so Cody kind of had, I guess, had more. Uh, their obviously their father son relationship was a lot different because I guess Dusty was around more for Cody growing up than Dusty was for Dustin, um, and so I know that's kind of another dynamic of their you know of their relationship. Yeah, yeah. but it just I don't know. Like I agree with you. Like. Everything I'd ever heard about them was they had so much respect for each other and they liked each other. They just didn't really know each other until later yeah. in life. Right. Um, so, I yeah. I thought Dustin was able to leave WWE on his own terms and to be able to go directly into... Because I kind of had a feeling all along that somehow Dustin was going to be involved in AEW eventually. Um, I wasn't sure how quickly it would happen. I am thought it was interesting, and we've I think we've all commented on this. It's interesting that he got to keep the last name Rhodes, whereas yeah. Cody didn't. Um, and it, I guess it could be the way that they left. Um, but well, last was, night they said they announced him as Cody Rhodes. Did they? Yeah, because the guy pointed out to me, and I was like, "Oh yeah, they sure did say they said." Because the poster Rhodes. said Cody, and uh, Dustin Rhodes is what the I'm pretty sure that's. I'm pretty sure they did, but, like, I can't remember now. Maybe they they had to put uh, Dustin Rhodes so people didn't think it was Chuck E.T. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I feel like WWE needs to get off the not letting people have their names. 
Um, Because if you keep your real name when you go to WWE, they trademark it. So when you leave, you have to come up with some bullshit. Yeah, which is stupid. And it's your name. If it's your actual name, who gives a shit? Your birth certificate should trump anything that WWE has. (laughs) Yeah. Right. But yeah, this match was great. Um, I'm glad Dustin got to show he could still go and not just... Not just go and do comedy spots with our truth, but like really still wrestle. Did you guys see Cedric's tweet about it? I did not. I forgot that Cedric and Goldust worked together a little bit towards the end. Me too. They did. uh, Cedric said something about Dustin and he said something about hashtag Spanish fly. And I know that that was something that they kind of talked about towards the end. When Dustin, I think Dustin may have been, he may have already had surgery and maybe was in recovery and Cedric, uh, and Cedric was saying something about when he got back, he would teach him how to do a Spanish fly or something like that. Nice. Cedric also tweeted, uh, like a gif of like blood, like all over the walls and everything because Dustin was bleeding profusely. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think that was funny. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, this, this whole thing was great. The storytelling was great. The message was great. The the blood was a lot. Yeah. But it, it was wasn't it's like a fucking Jimmy Havoc match. Yeah. <laughs> it, it didn't feel like it was blood just to have blood though. No, it yeah. Because yeah. like it, you'll well, go back it, on the network and watch some like John Cena JBL shit and they'll just be like pouring blood from both of them and I'm like that's completely unnecessary for this match. Yeah. But this yeah. one, it was the old school versus the new school, so the blood thing is very old school. And I don't know. It it everything about this worked. Yeah. Yeah. This is I did tell Nikki last night, I said this is the one match where I will allow being a blood feud to automatically turn in them tagging together the next time they wrestle. Yep. <laughs> um <laughs> any other storyline. Don't do that shit to me. Don't make me watch you for 18 months and then you're best friends again. So, mm. I will... I can handle the... I can handle Dustin and Cody having a all-out blood feud and then bleeding and having all of this and then turning around at the next show they're going to be a tag team. I don't... I'm not mad at... I, I will... I will allow it. <laughs> well, and they... They cut a promo about it to explain it. So, I'm... Yeah. I'm cool. That was an incredible promo. I had... I saw so many male fans talking about how it made them emotional, it made them cry, so, they were open with how it made them feel, which I think is really good, because I think I think men should be open about things like that, so I was glad to see, sometimes it takes wrestling to pull that out of male fans, so I was glad to see that it, it seemed to touch so many people. The ending didn't get me, but before they ever touched, when Dustin pointed to the sky yeah. that got me. I was like, "Oh God!" Uh, that got Cody because yeah. I went back and watched it again, and I saw Cody cover his uh, eyes for a second, and I was yeah. like, "Well, <laughs> yeah." That that got me. I was like, "God damn it!" They got yeah. me. This match hasn't even started yet. <laughs> I'm emotionally yeah. invested. You sons of bitches! Right. That it was, and I think that was the perfect spot on the card. I think it just. It, it was really, really special, and that, that's not something that you can recreate. 
Um, and so many things just have to go into it, like emotionally, knowing their background. I think it was a really, really incredible moment for their first event. Um, and I think it's something that, I mean, that's going to be things that's talked about 20 years from now. You may not talk about anything else from Double or Nothing, but you will talk about the time that Cody wrestled Dr- Dustin for the first time and what happened. Mm-hmm. Yep. And fuck you, Triple H. Fuck you. Okay, so I don't want to say fuck you, Triple H, because he's responsible for NXT. Like, he may well, have buried. Yeah, it's more of it. He may have buried people for 20 years, but he's gotten off that now. I have some other thing, reasons why I would say fuck you, Triple H, so I'll put it under that category. <laughs> fair enough. That's fair. Um, you know, like drugging and marrying a woman and not going to prison. Yeah. Not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It took me a long time to realize that, that and that's not funny. That's, yeah. yeah. That's, it's very inappropriate. Yeah. I have so many felonies. Yeah, the the whole Triple H stuff storyline is just felony after felony after felony. How dare you? <laughs> I loved yeah. him. Um, she did love him a lot. I mean, I did too, but she was she was a Test fan. She was a very big Test fan, so I enjoyed it because it elevated him, and then I hated it because <laughs> because they did him wrong. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> um. Yeah. Th- this match was really really good. I did not expect it to be on the same level as everything else on the show, but it was. Yeah. It absolutely was. I agree. Oh. I almost I wanted to tell you so bad about the opening. Like, <laughs> I, even if I didn't like, spoil it for you, I just wanted to be like, brother, Cody's intros is so amazing. And I was like, nope, I should just let him be fucking shocked at, like we were. I was like, because... I was like, sometimes when I watch wrestling, I get really excited and I want to text everybody I know about it. And yeah. I was like, I just, need to hold it in. Well, that's why a- I told you guys last night, like, I wanted to talk to y'all about it. But I told you guys when my illegal sources weren't working, because I was like, we need to wait to talk about this so yeah. I can actually watch it. Just like earlier in the group text, I mentioned about a certain someone <laughs> who appeared and, and then... And then Sam was like, spoilers, and I'm like, fuck, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, I mean, it's a spoiler everyone knew about, but still. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, somehow I managed to avoid, like, Twitter and Facebook enough this morning that I really didn't get anything spoiled. And, yeah, okay, you sent me the mock shirt. I figured he would be there, but I didn't see, like, in the link, it didn't say All Elite or anything. So it didn't really reveal anything for you to send that shirt. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, well, when you go to the link, it has like the logo, like on the yeah. Side. I didn't, I didn't click it because I was like, if I click this, I might see something I don't want to see. So okay, okay, um, yeah, that that's good. I guess the joke, all, the joke all night was when is he coming? So like when the lights went out and it ended up being Super Smash Brothers, the lights went out and if everybody's like, oh, is this, you know, is this gonna be him? <laughs> yeah. So we all, it was kind of a running joke. We knew it was going to happen. Um, we just didn't know when. Yeah. yeah. All right. We ready for the next segment? We sure. are. Bret Hart presenting the championship. Um, I was, I was surprised they got Bret Hart. Yeah, the whole um, little uh, Hebron Hall area was, we were all like, what the 
it got loud and we were like, holy shit. Just in case if you guys don't know, it's so much fun to watch a show like this with wrestling fans. Yeah. Absolutely. Because you can like, scream and be as loud as you want and it doesn't matter. Absolutely. Uh, I you know, so to wanted to be there. Y'all have no <laughs> idea. I know. I wish you could have been there. And Kiefer and I had been talking about it a few days earlier because we were trying to decide. Uh, we weren't sure exactly what our plans were yet. We weren't sure if we were coming. Kiefer wasn't sure if he was coming. And he was like, well, I don't. I don't want to be the only mark there, the only one marking out. <laughs> oh no! Everybody was marking out. Everybody. Like, yeah. Everybody. Like, I mean, the crowds were chanting "This is awesome" during stuff, and the Heron crowd started chanting, and we were doing some of the claps together. Yeah, and, and like the Kenny was, Omega. Where God, they get what just was things. it? I applauded something on the couch earlier. I don't remember what it was, but I just I slow clapped for whatever it was. And I was I was completely by myself. And I was just like, I, there's there, there's nothing else I can do. They were asleep. They didn't give two shits. I was clapping. Um, but yeah, so MJF came out and just you know shit all over everything because that's what he does. And then uh, yeah. Hangman. So I was confused. I thought the Jericho Kenny match was for the belt. No. But it's just to no, get. No, it was never for. It was never for the title. But then they. It was basically Alpha Omega two, and then the Jericho. I'm, I want to be thanked and stuff. And then of course they had to change the whole thing because Page versus Pac was Got supposed canceled. to be. Yeah. Yeah, and that kind of changed everything, which. I still have some thoughts about that, but this is not the time to get into that whole thing. Yeah, but <laughs> that's a whole nother episode. Yeah. Um, or at least a whole another 20 minute segment. <laughs> yeah. So I, I thought this segment was good. It established MJF as the shithead and he got his comeuppance for now. Yeah. Um, um, I thought it was um, also way different than I didn't have a problem with McFoley's announcement the other night. I guess people saw him and just assumed it would be hardcore, which I can, I get that. People I are dumb. About that. I don't think, uh, apparently people were complaining about that segment and they were, I guess fans were kind of booing in the crowd because it wasn't what they thought it was going to be. So I thought to have that and then to have it kind of transition and you have it, Bret Hart. And I wondered if Bret Hart was the original person all along or if this was supposed to be Ric Flair, but then because of his surgery and all of that and them having to take them out if they just decided to use Brett instead or if Brett was the plan all along. Did Flair not make it to StarCast? No, he oh, his okay. doctors wouldn't let him travel. And oh, so they that came, sucks. He had, yeah, so they had to do, like, instead of, like, one of the things they did instead of his podcast, they did a live showing of Ready to Rumble. And nice. they, like, I wish I was there for that. Yeah, me too, because it was, like, Tony Schiavone. I need to watch that again. Yeah. Like, Tony Schiavone, uh, David Arquette, uh, Shane Helms, and I think there was somebody else there. And basically, I guess they just watched it all together, and then they, like, talked about the film, which I'd really like to see. So I think that was one of the things they used to replace the Ric Flair roast. And they said the, that'll happen at a later time, and then there's something else of his they had to uh, speaking of ready to rumble we missed uh ddp carrying brandy out yes, of yes, oh, was... yes. Yeah. how many <laughs> hall of famers like, man i'd like to have that job and i was like oh god don't oh. ruin this god people suck 
How many <laughs> Hall of Famers are going to just randomly show up at AEW? I'm okay with this. You know? I'm okay with it too, but I'm Especially just like... somebody like EDP uh, who I, I loved in WCW. Same. Everybody did. Well, once no, he I'm went just... babyface, when he was a heel, he I hated him. Yeah, I didn't, yeah, I was not, I like, yeah, the Sarah stuff with Undertaker, that was, oh my god, that was, like, one of the times that I, like, vividly stands out for me, of losing my fucking shit over (laughs) a wrestler, like, not knowing who a wrestler was gonna be, and all that, and losing my fucking shit when they came, yeah, lost my fucking shit over that, (laughs) and I still remember, like, that moment, and how I felt about it. I need to... (laughs) reach out somehow and go down to Atlanta and meet DDP. Right. Because I feel like he would get along with me and my general philosophy on life. So, I was fucked up back actually going to try. Wait, you're both talking. Sorry. A few years ago when I had a thing I tried out for, the... Uh The thing I tried out for, one of the guys doing it, new DDP. Uh Unfortunately, he didn't follow through. So, yeah. So, and I've tried. You have the DDP connection and a hookup. Please get him in touch with Stupid and Delicious Podcast so that he can be a guest. I have tried to email that guy and be like, hey, can I still meet DDP? And he won't reply to me. (laughs) Rude. Yeah. But, okay, what were you saying? Oh, yeah, sorry. I did not realize you were talking until, like, I was almost done with what I was saying. But I said I have a super fucked up back, and I should probably do DDP yoga. Yeah. Um, He's got um, DDP yoga for people in in wheelchairs now. Like, it's it's sitting DDP yoga, and I'm like, if I had money, I would try this out to see if it helps my shoulders not suck. But, yeah. Yeah. I also, I, um, I also have boobs, and I don't want to have a weird-looking chest because some people. <laughs> Everybody who does DDP yoga gets a fucking concave chest. Yeah, I don't know. I was like, I got boobs. I don't know how this is gonna work. Oh, yeah, I was like, I don't, and, and, and I'm not about this life. DDP yoga with boobs. Uh. He's like, I do not think about these things. <laughs> Sad podcast where you start talking about double or nothing and then talk about DDP yoga making your boobs go backwards. <laughs> I'm gonna have to, we talk about um sometimes with our friend Amber we say this stuff and I'm gonna have to tell her about this because she's like she'll appreciate it. She'll always be like, I wanna know DDP yoga, but I don't wanna have weird boobs. <laughs> <laughs> See, this all is right. the thing that we have to think about. <laughs> so. All right, DDP does not have to think about this. He does not. <laughs> uh, all right, so I'm going to transition to the next match. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, wait, one more thing. Yeah. Can we talk about, like, MJF kind of, like, taking a shot at the fan that came into the ring and attacked Brett at the Hall of Fame? Oh, my God, yeah. That was, so. I wondered if somebody was going to make a reference and that was fantastic. Of course it was MJF. Yeah. Brett mm-hmm. Brett's reaction was great. <laughs> was right. like, Do y'all follow uh, the Twitter Vince McMahon Googling? Yes, yes. I yeah. He How to Hire the Guy That Tackled Brett was one of the <laughs> tweets last night. 
Fantastic. Uh, oh, going back to that, um, that was the, the spot I was talking about with Jungle Boy. Um, yes. Having him come out there last night, I I like that that means that they're, I think that, I hope that means that they're going to use him more um, and that they're going to put him in stuff, like, right away. Uh, so I yeah. was really happy to see him down there. It seemed like they were going to. <laughs> oh, can I, can I read one of the tweets from Vince McMahon Googling very quickly? Yes. Please. This is probably, like, the funniest thing I've seen today. Here's what it says. Ambrose, goddammit, what the hell is this John Moxley core shit, break out of jail bullshit? I made that son of a bitch in the shield, and he turns around and screws me in the ass. Only Roman truly loves me, and Jericho can fuck off, and goddamn Jim Ross, and even that perfect 10 guy. What? <laughs> yes, I there, read that to me I was dying there has to be a yeah. goddamn or goddamn it in every impression of Vince. yeah because you know that's how he would google yeah no whenever whenever i do my vince mcmahon he has somebody to google for him whenever i do my vince mcmahon with cat i always have to put a goddamn it on the end uh all right so yeah that the whole segment i thought it was great um, the belt is really nice. The belt's pretty, and it's it's old school too, which I kind of like. Yeah. Like it's all but gold. A, like, yeah, it doesn't look it doesn't look out of place in 2019. It looked way better than the AAA belts that were on the line in the next match. Yeah, yeah, and of course, looked better than those, that god awful 24/7 belt. Uh, yeah. That's the worst belt I have ever seen in my life. One yeah, of my it's pretty bad. One of my friends messaged me about the belt, the AEW belt, and he said it looked ugly. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Are you serious? Is he it's a new ugly. wrestling fan or an old wrestling fan? He's an old wrestling fan. I think. Then he should I mean, like been, it. I mean, he watches WWE and everything, but at this, he, he's not into indies okay. as we are. But yeah. I'm just like, dude, really? You, you well, I mean, ugly? WWE had a fucking spinner belt for ten fucking years, so <laughs> just about anything's better than. By that. the way, if y'all are ever at a yard sale or a flea market or whatever, and see one of the toy spinner belts, pick it up for me. I will buy it from you. Okay. Cool. Okay. Just because it would be goddamn ridiculous, and I want one. <laughs> Um, I thought you were gonna say because you were gonna take it to your class. That's exactly oh no, I'm I'm considering it. If I get more kids who are into wrestling, or if I switch schools, and it, the kids are all into wrestling, I'm bringing it back. I don't know if I told y'all, I used to have a classroom championship. I feel like you have mentioned this before. Yeah, my I think I've heard something. My assistant's husband is a contractor. And so they were cleaning out a house that he had bought to flip. And they found this old toy WWE belt. So I'm like, well, I'll take that. And then she brought it to me. She's like, well, what do you want to do with it? And I thought about it. And I was like, all of these kids really like wrestling. Shit, I'm going to make this the classroom championship. And if they want to, they can wear it around the damn school. Um, no, nobody wanted to, obviously, because in my, in my room, they wanted it really badly, but it was like other kids were like, why the hell are you wearing a wrestling belt? Mind your business is why. (laughs) I thought you were going to say that, like, 
it was like the student of the week kind of thing. It like was. If they did the best that it, week, then they got to wear the championship. Okay, belt. so that's exactly what it was based okay. based on whatever was going on that week. Like if we had to write an essay, whoever did the best essay could have gotten the belt on Monday. Or okay. and the rule was the only three people who could touch the belt were me, my assistant, and whoever the current champion was. So no matter how many times I said that, I always got like little tattletale kits. They're touching the belt. They're touching the belt. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, and oddly enough, it worked. Like I wasn't expecting it. I was doing it more for me to entertain myself. <laughs> and it actually worked. The kids, the kids would be doing something wrong and they go, wait, I want to be eligible for the belt on Monday. I'm going to close my mouth. And I was like, I, I figured it I, It probably wouldn't have worked. It worked great there because they all liked wrestling. But the kids who didn't like wrestling liked wrestling by the time they were done. Oh, cool. So, That's awesome. Yeah. Wrestling's for everyone. If anyone said delete anywhere near my classroom, it just delete <laughs> chance. And I wasn't the one doing it. It was my kids. I was like, you know, I'm not even going to stop them. I'm just going to let this happen. Let them live their lives. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I miss that group because they were super into wrestling. But I, I have like three out of my 19 who are into it now. So we talk about it a lot, but they're not into it the same way that the other kids were. All right. Yeah. Speaking of being into wrestling, two of the best tag teams in the world, um, Probably yeah. the two best yes. tag teams in the world. Apparently, I offended Matthew with my my comment about this match. Because <laughs> I, well, I kind of agree with you, so because I said that, um, because he realized I was pulling for the Lucha Brothers, and I told him that I thought the Lucha Brothers were a better tag team than the Young Bucks. I said Ooh. I do like the Young Bucks. I think they're fantastic, and I'm not taking anything away from them. I just think the Lucha Brothers were are better, and I apparently I don't know about that. I would, yeah, I think they are. But well, it's I mean, it's actually debatable at this point. Like three or four years that's ago, the best match I've seen out of the Bucks in a really long time since probably the Hardys. Well, that was a really good match. I would say maybe their last New Japan match. I didn't know Matt had been nursing a back injury for like a year and a half. Yeah, yeah. Which so is, that's yeah. probably another reason why this match was. They all looked phenomenal. They all looked well rested. They all looked awesome. But um, what is crazy that they're well rested when the Lucha Brothers flew in? They wrestled in Mexico the night before. Yeah, said, yeah. And it was like an eighteen-hour turnaround or something. Yeah, Mex- and Mexico was- and Vegas aren't that far. Right, but still, I mean, considering the things that the Lucha Brothers do, yeah, night in and night out, that's still a pretty. They're they're just insane. Like, yeah, they made their name on Lucha Underground, and okay, did y'all notice though? Are they back in good with AAA? Yeah, they they announced they have a relationship with AAA. Wait, are you asking if they are back in? Yeah, because Pen- that's why Pentagon had to be. Penta L Cero M forever because Triple A got pissed at him and wouldn't let him be Pentagon Junior. But then last night he was Pentagon Junior again. He's been Pentagon Junior, I think he was Pentagon Junior in MLW, right? 
I don't think he was. Think so. Yeah, I think in, I'm pretty Pentagon sure Junior Impact as well. He's been Pentagon Junior. Interesting. Okay, maybe they mended fences then. Yeah, and um, uh, maybe part of it is because they are doing a AAA deal with AEW. They're I know they're working together and collaborating. Yeah, so maybe, maybe that. Uh, maybe the um, Bucks things over. By the way, the Bucks coming out and basically like old fat Elvis. Gear. It was amazing. I think Nikki and I were only the only ones who at first got the Elvis reference, and we Nikki and I love Elvis. Our mom is a huge Elvis fan, so we grew up listening to Elvis and watching his movies and stuff. So Nikki and I loved their gear. We thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. At oh, first, I was oh, like, Mrs. Cutler never disappoints. She her gear is all that she makes for them is always <laughs> always. Amazing. Oh, by the way, speaking of gear, it's over because AEW has uh, Seamstress Sandra. Which yes. It, it's yes. done. AEW is officially the better company. Yeah. She, and she been on, she's been on Road to Double or Nothing some. And like, she did, she's did. she been doing Cody's gear for New Japan. Nice. Um, she did all of his gear for that. So every time they come in with all these rhinestones and it was super expensive, he would always talk about it being Sandra. So yeah, because apparently she was like, you don't really basically like, um, you don't really need rhinestone around like where your taint is because nobody's gonna see it. And he was like, "Fuck it, put it there anyway." <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So right. Yes, but you have a valid. That is a very valid point. Sandra is amazing. Seems like Sandra is amazing. <laughs> um, but this match was just like what I love about indie tag team wrestling—just pure insanity. And people might bitch, "Oh, they didn't sell enough." Bullshit. Matt Jackson sold that broken arm for the whole match yeah, after it was yeah, broken. Did. Yeah, he did. Um, and just that. They're all four insane. They're all four some of the best in the world. My favorite, favorite thing that I absolutely love from this match more than anything, and Nikki will know, is they oh, did. Oh, my God. I, I was waiting for this. <laughs> I have been waiting. I, saw, I thought I, I saw Nick do the hand gesture, the Motor City hand gesture, but I wasn't sure because of the camera angle and thought I was imagining it. And then they did the move, and I, I was like, oh, my God. It's, and then they, well, the commentary confirmed that it was a Motor City, yeah. um, and I just, I love Motor City. That, to me, besides the Hardy Boys and Edge and Christian and the Dudleys, Motor City is it for me. They, I was, n- not just because I, I want to marry Chris Saban, but <laughs> also just, I, I have always enjoyed their matches, and so, and I feel like they are very underappreciated. I don't think they're talked about enough when you talk about tag team wrestling as a whole, I feel like they're overlooked um, a lot. I think it's probably because they run in TNA and that's why, but I like hearing guys like Ricochet and Will Ospreay um, talking about them and then of course to see Motor City who had I mean, uh, Young Bucks who had so many matches against them as when they were Generation Me. Um, yeah. I just, that really really made me happy to see that and to find because I think they deserve so much more recognition than they get. I don't know if they're permanently retired, but I wouldn't uh, be surprised Shelly, if their Shelly comeback some, was I all elite. Shelly has some health issues. Mm. Uh, Chris Steven, he was in Ring of Honor, uh, and he, he wrestled in New Japan some last year. He, um, The night before the Charlotte show this year, he broke his, uh, he tore his ACL. Um, mm. And he put on 
off surgery for a while, and I heard that he was backstage at Impact. Like, he's gone from Ring of Honor. He went to Impact and worked backstage as an agent. Um, I don't know if it was, like, a Matt Hardy type of deal where he was trying out being an agent to see if that's what he wants to transition to when his in-ring career is over. Um, but then he tweeted, like, a few weeks ago that he did have ACL surgery. Um, and I know it's he's had ACL surgery on that leg before. And I think they were saying like a 12, I think he said like 12 to 18 months. So I, he's not, he hasn't said he's going to retire, but I don't know if it all depends on how he heals from the surgery or what, but he was doing really well in New Japan. He was doing, he was part of the uh, World Tag Classic they did. And then he did some solo stuff as well. Um, so he still can go very gotcha. well. So he could easily, like if he recovers from the surgery, he could still, um, he could still wrestle and I'd, would hope that AEW would give him a spot if that's I'm, what he wanted. I'm sure they would. Um, so I think it's like the same exact, like, really fucking excited, like, <laughs> somebody says Chris Saban or Motor City, she's like, Hag! Oh, yeah! And I was like, it's a trigger in a good way. Yeah. And, uh, um, so, like, a lot of times when we would be watching Ring of Honor, I would start, like, tweeting about, um, <laughs> Like, I would find these, like, random, like, dog gifts of, like, dogs just, like, doing something fucking weird. Like, you know, have you seen the thing about, like, the little white dog that, like, has got its back up against the chair and it looks like it's dancing or whatever? I was like, that's yeah. something. And then there's, well, she's like... she's going to tweet it later and be like, this is what I was talking about. Oh, 100%. About. <laughs> I'm going to tweet, like, a thread of the ones that I use. And there's, the like, one of the last ones was a favorite. It was, like, this little, like, Yorkie or something. And it's, like, swinging its head in a circle. And I was like... <laughs> I can't help it. I, I was quiet. like, this is, like, the... <laughs> This is exactly so. Everybody knows what happens when their name gets mentioned. Fair enough. <laughs> this Fair is enough. Like a visual of Samantha's reaction. Oh man. Um, well. Yeah. So commentary kept talking about the Young Bucks' new finisher they've been working on, but then they just did a Melter Driver, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was. Everybody was questioning once the match was over. They're like, "We didn't see the new finisher, right?" Yeah, <laughs> no, we didn't. So, mm. and they've been teasing that forever too, and yeah, nothing happened. Well, they took most of last year off, so yeah, yeah. Um, maybe they're just not ready to show it just yet. Yeah. Or maybe they're well, waiting where it's gonna be something. I mean, that would be the show you would think that you'd debut it out. But maybe they're gonna wait for the June twenty ninth show or something. But the thing is, they need. Something to like. They couldn't show it all on this show because they need people to tune in in October. Right. So maybe so. that's why. I will say, um, I was a bit surprised that the Bucks retained. I thought because they were making a big deal about being the AAA belt that the Lucha Brothers were going to take the titles back. But then I guess because we're getting the Bucks versus Cody and Dustin that they wanted to keep it, I guess it's going to be a title match. Oh, yeah, one would so think. And then I did see a video today of SCU, and they were talking about how they have a combined 60 years experience and all this stuff, and that they want a tag team gold. So I guess at some point, I guess we're going to get like a free bird rule with like New Day type deal, but they want the title. So I guess we're going to eventually get SCU versus the Bucks unless they drop it, which I don't think they're going to drop it to Cody and Dustin, but maybe they will. Well, 
they don't have the roster for it yet, but maybe they bust out a trios belt. That would be cool. Well, I do know that they said that they're not going to have a bunch of titles because they said the titles lose importance when there's too many titles. So I yeah. don't know. All so, they need is a main title, tag title, and women's title. That's it. Yeah, so I'm wondering if that's kind of why they're going with the triple A titles. Maybe they're not going to have an AEW tag team title right away. Ah, yeah, that might might work. Maybe they're just going to make it, then kind of build up the AAA belt, make it prestigious, and to kind of continue their relationship with them. Maybe they're maybe that's going to be the only tag team belt for a while. I keep wanting to watch AAA, and then I just hear terrible things, so I avoid yeah, it. Terrible things too. Um, yeah, but this match was awesome. If you didn't watch it. If you enjoy flippy shit, you'll enjoy this match. Yeah, not yeah. Sure. If you like spot monkeys, this is for you. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was it was great. I lo- I loved it. It was that's the type of yeah, match I love. Yeah, one of my favorite matches. Yep. All right, last match, main event. Um, tough spot to follow Cody and Dustin and sure was Bucks and Lucha. So I think that's why. This didn't hit home for me as much as those two did. Um, I love this match. Well, um, and y'all got to remember, I I only watched New Japan for like two shows a year. So I didn't right. see the whole buildup of Jericho and Kenny. And like, yeah. I'm not saying it was bad, but I'd rather see Kenny versus other people. Like, I I really enjoyed Alpha versus Omega, the first one, just because that's a match I didn't really ever consider. And then once I knew I was getting it, like, I was all about it. But I personally, I think Alpha Omega 2 was better than the first one. Same. I thought and it was I great. I he pointed out that they probably have more creative control yeah. um, than they did in New Japan. And Jericho yeah, yeah. and Kenny could do whatever they wanted. Uh, and I think that's probably made a, I think that's probably what made a big difference. Um, cause originally like going into it, I was like, Oh, you know, Alpha Omega two, that, that'll be cool. It wasn't like the match I was dying to see, even though I'm a huge fan of both guys. Um, but it ended up, I thought it was a really excellent match. I thought it was a great match to close the show. Um, Jericho's entrance made me yeah. hype as fuck too. Yeah. That yes. I mean, oh. I, I, I want to know who's playing the different Jerichos. We did too. Same. <laughs> we were wondering the same thing. Um, I wondered if the one with the uh, list of Jericho, if though not the list of Jericho, the other, oh. the the last one, if with the jacket, if that was Darby Allen. May have been. Because of his hair, I wondered, and his kind of his stature. I didn't think about it until we were talking about it on the way home. But I wondered if maybe that was Darby. Um, but I don't yeah. Know. I, I don't know if it was him, but mm, I couldn't tell. Yeah. I get really fucking hyped for entrances just when the, they're like... The, just to see when the they catch heart, I mean, that was incredible. Just yeah. that pop up and to see the, the, the curly hair and everything. I, was just I would have done it chronologically, but yeah. Yeah. that, that would be my only that. complaint. Yeah, yeah, I would have done it chronologically as well. Yeah. Um, I wish they had the fountain hair in there. I did too. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think that he was, he's 
that was an iconic look for him. <laughs> People still talk about the Jericho I do Fountain. Miss the Jericho Fountain. I miss that. Um, the Jericho Fountain. The Jericho Fountain. <laughs> yeah, and I miss his, that silver jacket, too, that he wore with it, or shirt, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. that was, that was, other than the Cody thing, that was my favorite entrance of the night. Yeah, and I also was hype, and... I mean, I knew obviously Cody would have a good one, but I, I didn't. I didn't expect Jericho's to be so good. Yeah, uh, and I thought it, it overshadowed Kenny's entrance. But maybe Kenny wanted the. I knew Kenny had talked about he was changing his theme music, which I get because that's New Japan's thing, and this is a you know brand new company for him. So I get the change. Maybe he wanted like a more subdued entrance, but I thought it overshadowed Kenny's entrance a lot when Kenny is usually known for his entrances, um, especially like, you know, his Terminator entrance and things like that. So I was, I, ex- I didn't hate his entrance. I just, I expected more from it. Yeah. Kenny, but, uh, Kenny's entrance was very standard. Yeah. Like, yeah. There wasn't for a show as big as that. And you're introducing, cause there are a lot of fans watching last night who know Kenny's name, but probably may have not seen a match of his who maybe like you only watch new Japan or don't watch it at all. And they just know who Kenny Omega is. And so I would have thought that he would have had a more spectacular entrance. <laughs> I mean, but again, maybe he did just want to like let Jericho have his. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to miss Kenny's New Japan theme. <laughs> I'm going to miss it. I but... joke that, yeah. he should, that he should have TJP's theme. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, TJP, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> God, no. <laughs> Did y'all... This has nothing to do with last night. Did y'all watch the New Day versus the Elite, like, Street Fighter uh, thing me? they did? Yes. We, Nikki and I think we saw a lot of gifts from it, and then I think whenever BTE covered it, like, they kind of did, like, the, like, a compilation of, like, what happened. We watched it there, but I didn't watch the actual show. Kenny Omega is ridiculously good at Street Fighter. Like, I've heard that. It, like, I was watching, and I'm like, I've never seen anyone this good at Street Fighter. And he's also this good at wrestling. And, and oh my god, life isn't fair. Um, <laughs> but, anyways. I, would, I, I was glad to see Xavier tweet about them and say that he was excited for them and he was excited Biggie. for AEW. And then Biggie's was funny because he used the term redacted. Yeah, yeah, I read it to Samantha. I was like, wait, did you see this? Yeah, like, and then I ended up seeing it again today after you had read it to me and that how he was like, he was excited for Redacted and he hoped Redacted did well. Yeah. <laughs> but I enjoy seeing other wrestlers from other companies, especially WWE when we're supposed they're supposed to pretend other companies don't exist. I enjoy seeing them supporting other people and their friends and, and frenemies and things like that. Yeah. Um. I mean, you know Kofi's an indie fan. Every time he takes a picture with somebody, like, randomly not at a show, he's wearing yeah. an indie shirt. Right. Go. Right. Um, so I enjoyed that. Um, I kind of, and going back to this match, I kind of had a feeling Jericho would win because Kenny were on the first one, but then once the whole, I, I figured all along that, when I thought Paige versus Pac was going to happen, I thought Paige was going to win. I think Paige is who they're building this company around, or they're not around, but I think that's who they're pushing 
to be one of their the next guy yeah yeah and so once he won the the battle royal i knew jericho that solidified that jericho was going to win because i was like there's no way that adam page and kenny omega are wrestling this soon and they're not gonna have two baby faces against each other this soon so fair enough I, I knew immediately that Jericho was going to win. So, um, which I wasn't mad at at all. I love Jericho, and I thought I thought that was the right decision. I think Jericho versus Adam Page is the right decision. Yeah. When Jericho cares, he can still go. And well, yeah. Jericho it, is so good at putting other people over, and you know WWE used him for that for a while, where they would put him in. He, they Fandango. Put him in, where he was putting yeah. over, where he was passing the torch, he was putting over these guys. He made them look good. So I think putting Jericho with Paige is so smart, and I think it's going to elevate Adam Page even more and even more quickly than if he was a, if he was wrestling Pac or something well, like that. And Jericho kind of had like I know it's the heel thing, but his whole point of. I'm the big name that made people sign a TV deal and sign over here. I can't say he's wrong. Like, no, no. He legitimately is a big enough name from WWE that casual fans are going to be like, wait, what's, what's Jericho doing? And I think that's kind of where like someone like my dad, who is a casual WWE fan, um, Nikki and I, you know, we talk to him about, he's interested in other wrestling things because we talk to him about it. We explain things to him. And like, so he knows a little bit about things. He knows that Jericho has been in New Japan. He knows, like, he understands why that's a big deal. And then, well, I've been trying to tell him for a while to fucking watch some New Japan. Like, and he's like, on access. And he's like, <laughs> my dad has very much like, you're telling me to do this while well, I'm not going to fucking do it. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's just to like mess with us, but he's like, but I don't he want has to. taken an interest. Like he asks questions now about Cody, like, and it's gotten to the point where he kind of finally understands that WWE is not as great as he's always thought. Vince McMahon is not a great person. He, we, cause uh, we had some conversations about Ashley Massaro because he saw an article about it. He discussed that. And he was saying that, he feels like Vince doesn't care about the talent and the wrestlers. And then he brought up, he said, it seems to me like Cody cares more about other wrestlers than Vince McMahon does. And I was like, he for does. my dad to say that, that show, I mean, and my dad is, like I said, he's a casual fan. He's a guy who only likes baby faces unless it's Stone Cold and The Rock. <laughs> he's straight up from... Uh, like the 80s times. Yeah, you... and so my dad, so for my dad to admit that and to be interested, like he didn't, um, he wasn't able to come watch it, but we're still gonna, like he's interested in Cody versus Dustin, and so I think the Jericho angle, so he obviously knows who Jericho is, he's not a Jericho fan when he's a heel. Yeah, he's he gets... No, he's never liked Jericho, no matter what time. <laughs> so, but so for Jericho, for somebody like my dad, and people who are, like you said, are casual fans, I think that I think having Jericho there is huge and I think it will bring in and it will make people pay attention. Yeah. I just, I think about like when PWX brings in the former WWE guys and how much bigger the crowd gets. So imagining doing that on a national television level, I mean, Mm -hmm. Jericho, the guy that you have to have, like who else would you, 
in that situation, who else do you bring? I mean, there is everyone else. Else. Everyone else is signed or can't go anymore. Or they're acting in movies now. Yeah. (laughs) I think that Jericho, he's that person who has transitioned from WCW to WWE to New Japan. Like, it's, I think that there's there's nobody else that can do what Jericho can do. Yeah. And so I I like this character. I like this angle because it's true. And I like that he runs with it and makes his Hill persona even... It makes it more authentic because it's true. Yeah. Heel, heels who are telling the truth are the heels that get over. Jason Cade. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, but, no, nah, like, I didn't think this match was bad, but I liked the rest of the show so much that right. I was I like, I was wanting uh, I was wanting a five-star classic, and I'm not sure this was a five-star classic. I think it was, it not maybe maybe not five stars, but I would four. I would say definitely four, probably more. Four point eight. For me, for me it was just because. I mean, like I said, I've been. I watched both of those. I watched the build up. Um, I'm a huge fan of both guys. I think. I mean, so I, I think yeah, and so but I can understand from somebody who coming from Gore Point U as well that that may not have been. The closer that that may not have been the the main event that they would have wanted. Yeah, it and again, like I'm not trying to knock it. It just after the emotional investment and the athleticism of the rest of the show. Sure. Right. This yeah. one didn't grab me the right. same way. I can understand. I can um, see that. So, but yeah, I mean, it was fine. It it did what it needed to do. It set up Jericho to. Go against Paige. The spots were cool. Jericho got to use his new finisher. Um, yeah, and I, he, I or Kenny like Omega broke in. his fucking nose or yeah. whatever happened. Yeah, he said, and then to see Jericho bring back the Lion Tamer, he did the Code Breaker, and yeah. he did. Uh, did he do? Um, um, did he do Walls of Jericho? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah that's what I thought. So, like, to see kind of the old calling card to do like all of that shit and let Kenny do his thing where Kenny does the V trigger 9,000 times where he tries to get the one winged angel in where they did the table spot and they make you forget about it, which was kind of what, that's what Omega and Okada did. They uh-huh. left the table out. Um, it made you forget about it for a while and then you go through. So I thought, I thought it was, I just, I really enjoyed it. I appreciated that Jericho kept the thing going on where he takes the camera and yeah. <laughs> films the other guy. Did he flip them off that time? Uh, he didn't flip anybody off last night, but he does that in New Japan. He has flipped them off. Somebody was flipping people off last night. Who was it? MJF. Was it MJF? I think yeah. it was, yeah. Okay. I, I was like, I remember seeing the middle fingers and being like, Excalibur yeah. can't cuss, but he can stick up middle fingers. <laughs> All right, sure. Um, yeah, I definitely did not expect to see Kenny Omega going into the crowd last night and going into yeah. <laughs> to a lot full of fans. And then me, Samantha, and Kiefer were talking about how we would have totally caught him. Since, we all, so, since all of us have pretty much caught somebody at PWX, or and Kiefer has also caught Kurt Stallion yeah. <laughs> at Evolve, so we were like, oh, we would... And, Gladly catch Kenny Omega. <laughs> and Kat and Samantha and I offer our hands for uh, Zach Weaver Jr. to sit in. Yes, we do. <laughs> and we were aggravating. And Chuck Taylor. Where we are yeah. at. <laughs> uh, we were aggravating the fuck out of 
fuck out of Matthew with that. <laughs> I don't know how Matthew puts up with us. But he's I a... just do. I just do. He's a... <laughs> I just do. That... And that's exactly why you're the Squidward of our group. I just do. I hate everyone. <laughs> nah. <laughs> so, Jericho, we were just saying, was one of the legitimacies of AEW that kind of took it from, this is Cody and the Bucks trying to do something to, oh shit, they're actually doing it. I feel like the next guy is right on that same lines. Um, yeah. After the match, fucking John Moxley shows up and beats everybody's ass. Yeah, when yeah. he said, Fraud. I wish for my thank you, I said, Moxley's coming to thank him. And they cut to the crowd and there was Moxley. <laughs> I was like, Actually, you know what? Before, um, let's travel back a little bit. Before, um, at the beginning of the match, they had the Cracker Barrel. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, what the fuck was that? <laughs> You said that um, Pac was That's in it, right, and I quote, was in the was in the barrel. <laughs> yeah, I quote tweeted it and said it's Moxley. <laughs> now I would like to point out everyone's theory that CM Punk was going to magically show up. Yes. <laughs> surprise, yeah. surprise! It's not true. Yeah, and I were talking about. Well, Nikki and I think that if Punk is going to come, it's going to be an all out. We think yeah. he'll come in yeah. Chicago. Yeah. That uh, so Nick and I were, or Kiefer and I have talked about punk a few times, and I saw somebody tweeted the other day and was like, um, he said, is anybody going to talk about the fact that punk is flying in his instant story? He's flying over somewhere um, with mountains, and he was like, responded Palm Springs, and Kiefer and I were joking, saying that that would, you know, it was to throw everybody off, and he's really going to be there. And then, a few days later, someone said to, they said, if CM Punk isn't going to be here, I'm going to be mad that I wasted my money or I bought these tickets or something like that. And he said, and CM Punk responded and said, um, said my, my, my friend at Stu Bennett has um, a catchphrase for times like yep. this. So Kiefer and I joked that maybe it was not going to be CM Punk, but in fact, Stu Bennett, that was. Yes, <laughs> I'd be all for that. I know, I love Way Barrett. Yeah. Um, and Punk was doing commentary for an MMA show that same day anyway, so... Uh, oh, was he? Is that why he was going to Palm Springs? So he yeah. got his ass kicked, so now he's doing commentary? He's got one yeah. match left, right, that he has to fill on his contract? I don't I don't know what's going on. That's what that, I heard, right? that he... Because it was a three-match deal, and he's had two, or fight, or whatever term they use in MMA. Um that I think he technically, so that's why they were saying they don't know when he's technically free to show up because of the MMA contract is not up yet. Mm. So I don't know if he's going to do like a, where he just waits it out until he's done or if he has to have that gear, like if it's a guaranteed match fight that he has to have. I don't know. How well, you got till August, so <laughs> yeah. get it done. <laughs> um, so yeah, Moxley came out. I, I think this is a big indicator of things to come. I think everyone dissatisfied with their position in WWE is going to try to leave. And I can't blame them. No. Not enough. Sometimes the the money is not enough when it takes away what you're able to do and your creativity, which is what we've all, all of us have had this discussion before with indie guys that sign with NXT. 
please get paid. Like, we want you, because I hate, I've seen Samoa Joe make the comment, well, you should want wrestlers to get paid. Of course I fucking want these people to get paid and to get paid. Of course I do. But I don't want them to lose the creativity and make that what makes them special on the indies when there's too many of them and they either aren't used properly, they don't know what to do with them, or they're not booked at all because there's too many fucking people, or they get to the main roster and, I mean, look at look at what they did to Cedric. They He was killing, which was the one reason I didn't want him off of 205 Live because I knew he would get lost in the shuffle. And he's too special and to me. I, I was hoping he'd get a Mustafa push because Mustafa Ali deserves it. I fucking love him. I think mm-hmm. he's wonderful. Now um, he's chasing our truth around. Yeah. And which, he's yeah. the main event champion. Yes. <laughs> I saw and that tweet. I even <laughs> last night, when is Cedric's contract up? Because I would love to see him in AEW. I want Cedric and Adam Page. Oh, yes. God, I yes. Want, um, I want, so, yes, I want people to get paid. Of course I do. But I also want them to have, you know, fulfilling careers. And I want them to be, when there's somebody that good, they should be on TV. Like, I want ACH on TV. I want Shane Strickland on TV. Like, I want all these people on TV because we know what they can do, but... I mean, NXT right now is basically like PWG two years ago. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's really weird. Because um, I turn on NXT, I'm like, I've been within 10 feet of most of these people. <laughs> right. Or met these people. Um, like, Keith Lee is one of the few I didn't get to meet just because I didn't yeah. want to bother him. <laughs> but yeah. I fucking love him. Um, but anyway, so to kind of wrap up overall, um, a lot of people are bitching and a lot of people are sensationalizing going, oh shit, WWE's in trouble. Um, first of all, AEW proved last night, I, in my opinion, they're an actual threat. They're an actual alternative that when they get really running and really clicking, um, it's it's gonna it's gonna be something. It's gonna be back to the nineties days of I, Yeah, I think it I I don't know that it will be a direct threat as in like WWE's not going out of business. Like we clearly know that and that's never their goal. And so I'm so tired of people saying, well, they're not an actual threat because WWE will never go out of business. Well, that's not the fucking goal. The goal is to change wrestling, to bring it into 2019, to get people exposed, to get them paid, to have a diversified roster. I mean, there's so much more than just taking on WWE. But I do agree with you that they they are going to change the game where WWE is going to have to... They're going to have to change their ways in certain things, or they're going to continue to lose talent. They're going to continue to lose viewers. And they're going to have WWE or AEW is going to make them have to, they're going to force them to make the changes that should have been made 15 years ago. Raw. AEW was a t shirt company. (laughs) (laughs) Raw and SmackDown. I I saw Nala Rose say pretty good for a t shirt's company first commercial. Raw <laughs> <laughs> and SmackDown are gonna have to become as good as NXT, and yeah. that's the only way they're gonna be able to top what AEW is capable of if everything goes well. Right. Um, because okay, WWE has more money, 
but AEW has creativity and modern ideas and telling that whole story on the two YouTube channels before the show happened. Why not? Don't just give me little bullshit stories about Pat McAfee watching the pay-per-view with uh, Liv Morgan. Yeah, I don't give a shit about that. Yeah, no one gives a shit about that. Um, I didn't even know that was a thing, but I don't give a shit. Yeah, apparently there's a thing called Watch Along, and you turn it on during the pay-per-view. The one thing I know about that, I think that is that the thing that Nigel McGuinness was on, and he cussed live on air, and then he had this look of horror on his face when he realized what he did, and I think that was what they were doing. It may be. I've never watched it, but I'm considering it because it's probably better than commentary. Probably. Probably. Which doesn't take much at this point. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think top to bottom, the show was amazing. There wasn't a boring moment. I think they showed people were worried about the production. The production's there. The entrances were badass. There's actual pyro. They're basically answering everything people bitch about WWE and going, yeah, we can can fix that. So... I love it. Because um, I, I was refreshing. Um, I had to, even though I've enjoyed this podcast, the Braves game was on in the background, and I was tweeting about our come from behind win that we just had. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw a tweet from Dustin Rhodes from two hours ago, and he said to Cody, "Thanks for believing in me. Thanks AEW Wrestling and its fan base for accepting me. Much love. Passion has been reignited." Yeah. Mm. Yep. So these are the things that WWE wrestlers who have lost their passion or feel like they're stuck. This is the things that these are the things they're looking for. And they don't, I mean, usually obviously people were leaving to go hit the Indies because they could do more on the Indies. They can make more money on the Indies. They had a better schedule that they can control, but now they've also got, now they have AEW that they can potentially wind up in, or maybe they make an appearance or maybe they get booked at Sarcast and they get books. They get bookings off of that. Like I think as, AEW announced, like, are they doing TV tapings, or are they going live? Um, All I've heard is that they're doing two-hour weekly shows, but they haven't said anything about going live or taping stuff. And what I've heard is they're doing, um, the rumor has been they're taking the Tuesday spot once SmackDown moves to Fox on Friday nights. Um, So that whole Monday Night War shit that was trending on Twitter, these are from people who clearly aren't paying attention. They're yeah. not going to compete head to head like that. They're not TNT's not stupid. Neither is AEW. <laughs> like yeah, um, but yeah, I haven't heard. But we have also heard the rumors for because Fight for the Fallen's at a smaller venue. I think it holds like five thousand people, um, and they were saying that it's supposedly to kind of get the TV logistics like worked out, like um, as far as like where the crowd is, what they can see, how the camera angles work, and all of that stuff. So. Um, uh, so that's what I've heard from that. So I don't know if anything from that will be, I assume because that's in July, that that'll just be kind of like last night was in like fighter, the fighter fest. Is that what it is? Yeah. Fire, yeah. yeah uh, that it'll be, I guess something like that, but I get from what I've heard, they're supposed to be getting an idea of how TV. So I'm, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to do like TV tapings, like ring of honor where they or NXT where they film four episodes at once or if it's a live thing, I think, if they do tape, be better for them. 
if they do tape, I I would assume they would tape like at least two episodes. Like have one show live and then the other just. That's tape. you know that's a possibility too. I didn't think about yeah. that. But yeah. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Excited for it. I mean, I wasn't really even excited for Fire Festival. I could care because gaming is not my thing. Um, so I didn't really care about this, but. Um, it seems like they're going to have... I'm I'm interested to see what they do next, kind of now that we've had the inaugural thing, like how do you keep the momentum going? And how do you keep people's interest or make them not wait until October to watch? Um, and it sounds like we're getting... Oh, I believe Brett corrected himself that in two months, so it sounds like at Fight for the Fallen we are getting it, Adam Page versus Chris Jericho. It, what happens faster. at Fight for the Fallen? Mother's Day. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. All right. Like for the longest time, I was like, "Oh my god, please be on my birthday! Please be on my birthday!" And then the day they make the announcement, I was asleep and saying, "I was like, wake up! Do you want the good news or the bad news?" And I was like, "I, I don't know. Just tell, just fucking tell me. I don't know. You just woke me up." <laughs> and then she was like, "Well, sad news is uh, we period died. Oh, but the good news is that um, Fight for the Fall is going to be on your birthday. Yay! <laughs> I'm, really sad. I'm really fucking sad that Luke Perry is dead, and I can't be excited anymore. I was like, can I take this back where, like, Luke Perry just stays alive and does not be on my birthday? Because I'll accept that, because now I'm really fucking sad. Uh, okay. uh, one more thing. So, the, I wanted to say this earlier. The pay-per-view price... It was worth it. Fifty dollars was worth it. I think it was mm. worth it, but I think they're gonna have to lower it to get people to buy it. I agree. I think I, it's, I think it should have been lower, but for a show like all that, I thought that it was right? good. Yeah. All in. All in was thirty because you had to pay like ten for Honor Club, and then you got half price of the forty. Okay. Yeah. That was the cheapest way to on, watch it. So was it on, was it forty for Fight TV then? Yes. Yeah. It was forty okay. everywhere, but if you did Honor Club, it ended up being cheaper. So, okay, so it was so like ten dollars more for this one. So Gosh. here's my thing with it. I'm not saying it wasn't worth fifty dollars. It absolutely was. But as the first show as the company, if they had done it for twenty five or thirty bucks. I feel like way more people would have been like, yeah, I'll drop 25 or 30 bucks yeah. on this. I talked to yeah. a friend my, a friend of mine and Nikki's and I asked him cause like he's a Jericho fan. He is, he's a WWE fan. He doesn't watch new Japan. He's gone to some ring of honor. Tapings Unfortunately, he he's it. a Brock Lesnar fan. And, <laughs> oh. he has that. and I, I mean, I love him very much and it's fun, like discussing wrestling with him, but sometimes he has the worst wrestling opinions. And I'm like, <laughs> it's because he doesn't like keep up with like other stuff to like really know that he has really bad wrestling so opinions. We were, I, him anyway. asked him, I, I asked him if he was going to get, uh, double or nothing and he was like no I'm not paying that price for it but I hope it does well and I'm really interested to see what happens and so he sent a couple of DMs last night to us and he was like 
Um, and he he had heard about the Cody. And oh Brett, no, that's because I messaged well, I know, him. But he but, said, yeah. "Is that what it's about?" And then he was like, "I heard that they had Bret Hart there," and he's like, "I think this is you know, I think it's really great." And he so then this morning he was like, "I heard that the show was amazing," and so like he's interested in that way. But I feel like had the show been cheaper, he probably would have bought it. So I think, and he really like he said he wants AEW to succeed he really likes cody he thinks what they're doing is great but he's not at the point where he's gonna convert to paying 50 dollars to watch a show well um, I think it was like all turner it wasn't aew it yeah was turner wwe so. though has spoiled everybody with the network because you pay 10 bucks and get a pay-per-view now right. so right. having a real pay-per-view <laughs> price is yeah. like Ugh, i don't want to pay that some sort of a people deal. People used to pay 40 bucks every month for a pay-per-view. Some people pay... Like me and Nikki, and they used to watch the Scrambled channels and uh, hope and listen to commentary and hope every once in a while it would be clear enough to see a hand or something. <laughs> yeah, that used to be some of my favorite times in my life, though, from being a child, uh, from being a kid, is just, my dad would come in my room, what are you doing? Sitting in the floor and listening to the pay-per-view on Channel 98. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so I feel like like I feel like Fighter Fest should not be fifty dollars. No, I think nobody can watch it for fifty dollars. I don't know that. I mean, I, I I'm hoping know, it'll be I lower. Prefer, I would like to have a watch party for a show like that because I want to see it, but I'm not. I don't. I don't really want. Not when I have. When I'm trying to go to Jacksonville to support them. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'd rather have that money to go towards my trip to support them than to watch that so i think that they i hope they do a a lower price point for that show yeah oh oh one thing i did want to say i forgot (laughs) sorry this is i mentioned it uh i saw earlier actually i saw it from darius because he quote tweeted it but cody was asked about the diversity of uh, all yeah and i thought his response was really good and i think that it was really important for him to say. And he basically was talking about how, you know, he's in an interracial marriage. And he one time said to Brandy that I don't see color. And she said, well, then you don't see my experience. And he said that that he was like, you know, you're right. And it really changed, you know, how he viewed things. And he said that he has learned a lot um, from their marriage and from, you know, from being married to her. And so he said that, um, you know, wrestling isn't like it used to be basically in the 80s it's not to you, the wrestlers don't look one specific type of way and he said the best the best talent's always going to rise to the top no matter you know what they look like um and he said and so we want to have that diversity here but we're not going to put out pr about it these people are just going to come here and wrestle and that's going to be it yeah. and i was reading through the comments and so many people were like that means so much to hear him say that and they were like it i feel some people were like i feel seen um to have somebody like Cody say something like that is really huge and really important. And that made them like want to support Cody. So I think that AEW was important for a lot of different reasons. And I think that is one of them to have the diversity that they had, even last night, you know, they have a transgender wrestler, they have gay wrestlers, they have, um, you know, no legged wrestlers, people like there's so much that's there. Like, cause like, you know, like, they keep saying wrestling is for everyone, and I think they're not going to be perfect every time. They're going to have missteps. They're going to be some issues here and there. 
Um, but I think they are trying their hardest to to make it right and to to be a company for everybody and to make everybody feel included, especially in this day and age where certain companies don't care and they don't put in the, the, the effort to, to reach all of their fans. They just go for the casual fan. Yep. Yeah. It's... So I, wanted, I just wanted to include that because I think no, it's a- AEW is WWE if they had a conscience. Yes. And it's it's refreshing. It's different. It's going to result in a product that's more inclusive. It's going to result in a product that when you talk about it, people aren't like, oh, you like that stuff? Yeah. You know, because I can't tell you all the number of times I'm at work, somebody finds out I like wrestling, and they're like, Ew. I'm like, well, fuck you. You don't know what I watch. So, <laughs> well, I mean, we have family members like that all the time, and we're constantly like, it's not the same because they know that we go to a wrestling show on the weekends a lot, and we're like, it's not the same. It's uh, very yeah. different. <sighs> I'm like the only person in my family that's a wrestling fan, everybody <laughs> else hates it. So, <laughs> that's what you have us for yeah exactly <laughs> yeah hashtag wrestling family yes. all right and as much as i love my wrestling family i am still on teacher schedule and it's like eleven thirty, and i well, still and you know, i haven't had dinner yet so because okay. we, we ate late at my aunt and uncle's house and didn't get home until eight so i'm starving i'm probably yeah. gonna get some cereal or something <laughs> so i gotta get some sleep so we're going to wrap yeah. this shit up. Hope y'all enjoyed. Um, there was a lot to say, obviously, because it's like <laughs> two and a half hours. But that's all right. Damn. Y'all welcome. Yep. <laughs> you love it. <laughs> all right. Shalom, motherfuckers. Bye. Bye. Bye.